Welcome back, all you beautiful people. You have no idea how happy it makes me to have you tune in today. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Werner. And this is episode number 214 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 214. Welcome back, everyone who wasn't with us last week on Patreon. We like we to call you. you dirty casuals. Oh, no. Filthy casuals, <laughs> you stinkers. But yeah, we are back on the regular feed here. And I promise you that you're going to have a, a just a grand old time tonight with, with us laughing and having a, a great time loving yeah. every book. That, and no. Oh. I just wanted to say that because I want to warn everybody. It even bothered me. We recorded last night mm-hmm. and I was so miserable when we got done that it bothered me all day. I you, actually you were miserable thought, as we got done before we even started. It was just a, nah. you, you were in a bad mood, baby. Well, I, yeah, because you didn't go to work and I got yelled at all day. Mm. There you go. That and also these books stink. But I actually thought all day today, man, you know, I, I don't want to come off that negative. I mean, at one point, me and you get in an argument about stuff. It's been a while since we had arguments like we did maybe during a Deathstroke book. So that was, um, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was that. Uh, and I thought maybe I'll just pretend and say to Eric that it didn't record oh, I so that we would that record again. Nah, and then I thought, nah, I guess we're just going to go with it. I, you know, you go time. with the flow. <laughs> Not every time uh, you, that we get a, a podcast going, is it going to be, you know, roses and popcorn, nope. as they say. At you the know, loves roses and, and popcorn, the ultimate well, combination. And, and I thought to myself, too, it's because just last week, the Marvel podcast, we got a rating and review on iTunes for that. That basically said we were awful reviewers because we don't you know, like anything. Critics, and then we come into this. everything. Yeah, uh, awful, awful critic because that we don't love everything but then we have this podcast this week and i thought at the end like boy i hope somebody that just you know this is the first time they're listening gonna and they're that. gonna listen like why do they <laughs> why are they doing this because by the end of this episode i was wondering that myself I had no idea. When we got done last night, I pretty much was leaving you with the idea that I am done. I am quitting. I'm never doing this again. Fuck this. I was so depressed with being depressed. That That's just the thing. It's like I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm actually sick and tired of not liking these books. But like I say, coming up, uh, you can't fake it. I mean, no. you can. I don't, hey, I love this book, a Harley Quinn. Woo wee! <laughs> See, that sounded pretty good, right? If no, I did that, would, no, would you believe a, that? That's the entire oh review. Oh my and goodness! We're done. How about this one? If it was like this, hey there, I think I like these books and going things. I would believe like Guy Kid would like that. A Guy Kid likes anything. He, yeah. He's not very. Smart. He doesn't know how to read though, so he likes I pretty pictures. I will tell you though. It, it, this has affected me in my personal life. I was depressed all day. So uh-huh. I thought, geez, we have to do some books tonight. We, yeah. you know, we're recording with Reggie tonight earlier, and now we're going to do, uh, you know, some of the mail and things like that. I, I had to go to pills. I, if I had pills right here, I'd <laughs> shake them and make the joke. But I did. I, I ended up, that's how miserable. I am right now with the state of DC. This is my state of the union of DC comics. I am so miserable. The only way I can enjoy this through drugs. And I am a say no to drugs, man. I am not a druggie. I'm very disappointed in you right now. I'm no head. But right now I am wearing a jean jacket with Iron Maiden on the back. That's how depressed I am. So you're kind of cool now? What are we talking about? Damn right. I'm cool. (laughs) Right now I'll go get my Judas Where'd you get that? Because I kind of want a matching jacket. I got it at the Q-Mart. Where else would I get it? What are you, silly? The members Uh, want a jacket. This is the the members (laughs) unlimited I told you earlier. That's the one my mom. 
come got me. I got the Brag and <laughs> Dragon shirt, the members unlimited. I'm like, oh, ma, you did it again. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, this is no joke or lie. Nope. I actually ha- had to take some Adderall to actually try to pick myself up to at least have fun with me and you. And that was always the linchpin of this podcast, whether or not we hated the books. We, you know, we've gone through these times before, mainly the DCYOU, which this is reminding me a lot of. But we, I always was able to have fun above and beyond the books. These are starting to get to me so bad that I am struggling. And, And with that, again, I, I, I allude to it a little bit later, but just as a state of the union, this doesn't help us. Me hating the books does not help a podcast that's a DC Comics podcast. Again, you can fake the funk. I, we can't. I, I, I would love to try. <laughs> I would love to have the podcast. But if we did that, people would automatically look and see if it's April 1st. <laughs> like, what are they playing at? All of a sudden, oh, man, I love this. You know, which part is the best? Which part isn't? See, we're that's breaking the mold. Saying. We're going to pull April 1st, you know, in March. No one's going to expect yeah. that shit. That's right. I, I just love it. And you're like, oh, what part did you like the best? <laughs> all of them. Well, eh, that's all I? we do. Uh, the the problem is, we, is we, we base the problem is we base the whole deal off of going through the book, so it's hard to fake the funk. Then you have to explain the garbage. <laughs> that's the thing. If we didn't, if it was very random and and you know, hey, uh, what do you think about that Batman? Well, you know, he does his Batman art. things, and that art was we great. We do get hey, detective I, work, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you start getting in the with the uh, you know the fine tooth comb and start seeing the blemishes, kind of like I nope, had. And only in broad tooth square, combs over they here. They called me Pizza Face. Aww. See, now I, I got to bring myself down a little. I, I'm getting a little, a little too, too high. No, I just want to tell everybody that you know, the fun is now. <laughs> you have some fun now. It, it start. It's going to get very dark soon. Though that first section of books, I, I wasn't that depressed. No. With. I even gave a, a book a higher score than what I did on the site. So you'll get that. But wow. welcome to the podcast. This yeah, is welcome. the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science, DCComics.com, where you can go and read our reviews for all the books that you're going to hear tonight and everything else. Also, we have an email address. I'm just going to, I don't have any notes. I'm just going to the top of my head, Eric. It's Weird Science, DCComics at gmail.com. Also, G-mails? you can go. And if you want to be part of our Patreon, you know, because we're so happy. Yeah. That's the other thing. You have a business plan <laughs> because you want people to listen and go, boy, I really am excited about this podcast. Let's go. You start yelling and screaming. Uh, the people messed aren't that up. I better go send Jim some popcorn and roses to cheer That's him up. That's the thing. Yeah, really. Popcorn and roses is what That's I need. Thing. But yeah, so here's the business plan. We try to be honest. We're not going to be, you know, and if you think that's what gets me, though, you you hear a lot of podcasts where they're like, oh, man, what part didn't you like? I like everything. Nobody calls them on that. But when we don't like a book, they say that we're being negative for negative sake and our anger is faux anger, things like that. I am not fancy enough to have anything by the name of faux anything, except maybe fur, Eric. But I know that you would tell me that still meat is murder. (laughs) I'll wear my faux boa into uh, work and you'll throw a red paint on me. I don't need that. But yeah, Uh, you could go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science where I will tell you. For the most part, we're we're kind of positive. I can't even say that. I did a news show earlier today. I was screaming and yelling on that too. Was that so before the pills you. came to town? 
Yeah, it was before. And uh, people tell you, sense. I probably sounded very, very tired as well. And the dog started barking. I got so angry. Oh, Mia. I was so angry. I didn't know what to say, do. Nobody was here, but she was barking. I don't know what was going on. But if you do go over <laughs> to the, the Patreon. Oh, I was, I was so mad. I'm spiritual. I'm afraid of ghosts. Uh, they, we have a Patreon spotlight that's picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop. Boop. And this week they picked Young Justice number two and The Green Lantern number four. Two pretty big books of the week from Patreon. Books. So they will not be on this podcast. I'm not going to tell you that we were. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you that we were exactly, you know, shitting sunshine about these either. But they are big books. Yeah, that's what happens. That's, that's a positive happens thing when right I go. there. Shit and sunshine. Damn right it is. <laughs> when, you're, when I'm happy, I shit sunshine all the time. When I'm really happy, rainbows. That's oh, no, buddy. But, I really need to empty the waste. Why are you just giving me sunshine? That's right. I, here I'm you really go. constipated that's here. That's what Help the, me the out. deal is. I'm that's why Superman, Superman loves when he comes over to my house. He, he asked me to shit up the sunshine. But uh, <laughs> like if you go vi- over to patreon.com slash weird science, you can become a badass and be one of the people who do pick those books and get Eric angry that the big book are on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy though. Uh, I'm pretty much 99% accurate when we get done, every time we get done a, a podcast for the week, when we say the books at the oh, yeah. end, I always tell you what the two selections will be. I'm almost always I knew it was going to be this this week as well. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But yeah, that's what they get. If you're a Patreon and a badass especially, you get to pick whatever the hell you want. Damn you right. want the big books, you get the big books now that leads us into one of your favorite things eric you, you don't smoke in the house I anymore don't. but you can still light up this is no, I can't. the badass roll call <laughs> right you're not allowed eric Let would me go you rather for a second Hold would on. you rather light up or eat a hamburger which would you likely do light up in the house or eat a hamburger be Neither. quick because i'm on the, the clock here Here's the badasses. Lady Abby matches Balone, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, All New Dave. We got Batman Beyond Mark, Adjacent and Culture, David Fink, Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie, Ryan Reading, Carlos. Ian, Leonard, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, until we get to the mail later, he might be your man, Ooh. Holly P, Fred Reads Comics, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones and the Ulysses Jones Show, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, also known as Mrs. T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and a guy who was stuck in some snow along with John Jack this week. Ruben. 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 They had some snow in Seattle, and yeah, he was telling me like yeah, he had inch. a deal. Like, it's like, it's a, yeah, no, that was you in the bedroom with Jess. Ooh. They actually got three inches, which is you three times. I was, in the I was bed looking with Jess. good that night. Damn right you were. You were excited. But yeah, uh, they were having some snow in Seattle. And I don't know why I thought that that would not be that crazy a thing in Seattle, right? No. I, I guess it's just, you know, they're kind of up there you know, near Canada, kind of maybe. Apparently everybody I, has I that know. snowmageddon kind of, oh my God, we got to run out and get some bread and milk type of shit all no, across they the country. That. They said that if it's like three inches, they they get all upset. They don't know what's going on. So does I Jessica. told you. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> what are you there? visitor four times that night i don't know what you're talking about uh, i had a friend from north carolina that they would get snow like an inch and they i i don't understand I, I understand that you're not used to being in the snow but once it's there and it's just an inch 
doesn't really do much, right? I don't I mean, know. I'm I, telling you, we even like, you know, we get understand. a lot of snow pretty much every year. At least we like to think that. Yeah, but we not this every, year. No, not last year even that yeah, much either. But yeah. the whole thing is everybody loses their mind still and they have to run out and do all that preparation. And I always wait till the last minute. I wait till it starts snowing. Uh-oh, better get some shit done. I might have a snow yeah, day tomorrow and I need some soda Uh-oh, pop. Uh-oh, better get milk. You can't get that now. You're not, no, you're not eating any dairy. Pop. So, oh no, better get my not dogs. My That's almond milk. Right, the nut dog. <laughs> Better get the almond milk and the nut dog. You sound like a real douchebag. I can just imagine you. This is the first time you brought the, it up. You, you mentioned uh, it. You're, you're over there at the grocery store. Mm, gotta get my almond milk, daddy. I like almond milk. I actually you suggested told me to do it, it to you. I suggested it to you. I'm on my diet. And last night I ended up, because me and you are having a fight. We're having yeah. a battle of who will stick to their diets more. Yours is more of a lifestyle change. Right. You would say mine's more of a diet kind of deal it's the whole 30 with a little bit of extra you know restrictions that i do uh but yeah i do like that almond milk but i ended up making my meal that i make my one meal that i have probably 10 times a week breakfast lunch dinner and i ended up putting too much hot sauce and i had the worst heartburn last (laughs) night i kept waking up belching it oh it's the worst but that is you it have for that. the beginning. I keep having Jessica trying to sabotage me. The other night I yeah, made I some like linguine. I can't even say the word. Oh, linguine. The linguine. The linguine. <laughs> and if she, she didn't finish it. She's like, hey, I, I have I left a bowl yeah. out there in the kitchen. If you want to finish it, if you're still hungry, I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't want to waste food. So I go out there and I grab it. I feel like I see there's a little bit of spaghetti left there and some sauce. So I go and I put yeah, that all in one bowl. Ah. I eat it. and then I'm, You should know better. Here's the deal. I'll give you a hint. Did you you're, put you're Parmesan going cheese vegan. in this? You're going very restrictive vegan. I say and very restrictive vegetarian. Do, well, if you're going to do that, pretty much treat every meal that is presented to you as the enemy, Eric. It's and all you have poison. to scope it out. You have to scope it out first. You can't just shove shit in your mouth anymore. You got to work out the deal. Check I didn't into expect it. her now, to sabotage me. It's like the other day. She's like, hey, you want some of the cereal I'm having? It, it was meatballs is what she had her with milk. And you just <laughs> ate it. You didn't, know it. You, you, didn't, you didn't know any better. She's very but, unique, Jessica. <laughs> Yes, yes, she is. It's a very odd breakfast uh, deal she does. But that is it. We're going to go now after this <laughs> nonsense. Uh, we're going to go off to some books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Here we are, and we're ready to do some reviews. Some pistol reviews. Shrimp? Pistol shrimp? 
Oh, my. Oh, goodness gracious. We're here with a couple books this week. Not a ton of books. Not no, like last no, week. Not like, last not like week. annuals week. Oh, uh, and uh, thinking of all of these books in general, uh, while I was reading tonight to get ready for me and you to record, I got very depressed yep, yep. And, and thought that uh, basically – uh, if, if people would think that they come to this podcast and want to hear glee and happiness, this week is not going to be it. Oh, and I'm no. starting to think that it, it is really something that's getting to me. And also it's not helping us at all. Uh, no. I know there's reviews uh, on iTunes about how we hate everything. And unfortunately mm-hmm. that's going to be the case tonight. Uh, I'm not Aww. even going to pretend, but uh, here's the thing is it, it is actually getting me depressed when I read these things. I want to enjoy the these books and it wouldn't it, it would help us if we liked all of them so i'm gonna start faking it i'm gonna start pretending <laughs> uh, and it, here's that that's what other people do oh, i'm yeah. not saying they're successful or anything but uh it's starting to get to me and if i was somebody who liked all these books first off i'd get my head checked second i wouldn't want to hear people pissing on them the whole time and that's all i'm going to be doing tonight uh, these books that we have this week are garbage, all of them. I'm telling you, garbage. I, I'm sick of it. I, I don't think they're all garbage. They're all garbage. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books that we're going to be talking about. I think that the best I have as a score is an eight. The next best I have is going to be a 4.5. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And, and I'm not joking. This is what I'm talking. I, I just, you better convince me otherwise. Because I'm just, I'm done. I really am. I was going to actually tell you tonight, I really don't even want to talk about these books. I'm I'm so irritated with things just treading water, not doing anything, things that don't make sense. Freaking the, the, the world, the, the global world. warming, <laughs> the food. Somebody decides that a cereal uh, that is based on, uh, what's it called? Sour Patch Kids should be I, made. Why would, why would you buy that? That is on you. That is some, that is some black magic. Freaking food scientists going on with that one. I'm telling you, we got a food scientist down in here. Ah, uh, yes, here we Nobody, go. Nobody, including the food scientists out there, God bless <sighs> their hearts, made you buy the Sour Patch Kids cereal. No, I, you just I can look it. at that. Say the I words. It just to buy Sour it. Sour Patch I, I Kids saw cereal. I thought, and no, you don't boy, want that's it. intriguing. No. I'm gonna eat that. I actually, of all these books, if if the Sour Patch Kids cereal was a comic, I'd like it more than most of these that we're gonna talk about tonight. Again. Hopefully next week, everybody who hates me because I hate all these books, uh, tune in next week. Maybe I'll like them because, again, it just goes by the week. It's not anything that's planned. Uh, I'll tell you, if anything, tonight, I'm just tired. I'm tired of just this nonsense. We're going to start. We're going to start with a book, actually, that I think I was a little too hard on. On the site. I, I think I was a little bit too hard on it. I don't it. remember what you gave it. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah. you what I gave it because I'm giving a different score on the podcast. Oh. I gave it a 4.5. That's oh. what I told you earlier. I think I was a little harsh. And I'll tell you I why. Think you were too. Once I give you the credits. It's Batman number 64 written by Joshua Williamson, art by Gillian March, Tomei Murray, and Steve Wands. And it is Joshua Williamson jumping on for this crossover uh, with Flash and the Batman. And the problem that I had when I read this and reviewed it is... 
is nothing happens at all. There is nothing at all that happens here. You have a cold open, but I'll tell you, the reason why I think I was harsh on it is because Joshua Williamson was thrown in here and he basically has to pick up the pieces of a bunch of Tom King things. And the problem is Tom King barely gives you any story in his goddamn books. So what pieces are there to pick up? You have nothing to pick up. You have a idea here where they start off with a cold open that's half the issue, where you have the Amazo Justice League fight the Justice League. It's fun. Yeah, that is probably and the I most fun we've really had. I really enjoy the fact that these are old robots, like prototype Amazo robots that Professor Ivo had, and they actually represent the original Justice League. So yeah. I'm like, I actually dug that little bit of a like you know side factor about it. I'm like, all right, True. all right, they're doing the But here's the bit. thing. This is the big story of the month, and you get 10 pages of nothing. That is nothing that is going to give you anything going forward. We're never well, going to see Professor Ivo. It's trying to give you Ivo. some of the emotion that we had, we were lacking in Heroes in Crisis right now because pretty much the characters in that, they're just going around and saying and doing yeah, things. You here's don't have the thing, any emotion though, out of them. I don't them. see any emotion from anybody but Batman, and Batman yeah. is just seeing – and it, it, to me, it, it doesn't ring true because you are upset. There is no way that Batman is going to look at Superman, his best friend, and a guy he – it would be opposite. If there was Commander Steel – and Superman died, then yes, you'd right, look, look at Commander Steel uh, and see Superman. You're not going to look at Superman look, and see I will, Commander Steel. I will give Steel. you the. I, I will give you that. Just for the, it's silly in my mind to think that. Oh my God, my good buddy Commander Steel yeah. is gone. Commander like, Steel. Yeah, I, I've never seen them work together in this continuity. I don't know what the hell you're talking no, about. No, and also, uh, do you give me the other thing that? But maybe it's if guilt. You, no, but if you see that and it's guilt. Why then would you call Alfred? I got to check for hallucinogens. Because no, I'm seeing you, shit. you realize it's because you're upset. Batman, and, and also, this is just a side deal. We have seen in many a book where you can do scans while he's in the suit, that they would be able to check him right then and there. Uh, but that's that's a side deal. Yeah. Now, what I did like is as they're fighting, so, uh, Batman goes into the utility belt and he I doesn't like have what he's lot. going for. It's that's right what I like actually because- talk about the idea too, where he has been going nonstop for days. He has not been back to the Batcave. So the idea that he is out of stuff in his utility belt and what we get from that, I'm like, all right, that's kind of Well, funny. that's the thing. I don't, I don't think it's funny. I think that it's a good point because Batman does not remember that he's out and there is no way that a normal Batman that's functioning full full speed ahead would ever grab a utility belt pouch that's empty he would know it was empty he, right. and so he is he's tired he's overworked but this whole idea that you have had Batman and this is the problem this is where I said Joshua Williamson it's not his fault but when you're in this book and all of a sudden this is the most emotions you get I get angry because you have we haven't seen him do anything except growl and yeah. grunt and, and pretty much everything that has happened in Heroes in Crisis is his fault pretty much so you get that and that's fine it's just in this book nothing happens because then they get done fighting these you know amazo uh you know robots and the then Amazo batman Justice goes League, off yeah. yeah batman goes off and he's Not like, like okay normal amazo robots these are individual no. robots set to the power levels of individual just league yeah. members so it's yeah. the amazo justice league but like yeah. you, i said earlier the original just league so you have like you know hawk woman taking on the cyborg amazo which i'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah yeah so you have that going on but yeah he goes off batman disappears you have the team like man we've been fighting a lot you want to go get a burrito you want to do this i miss my wife somehow mara's suit smells like seaweed when i would think that's what it would normally smell like not when she's out of the water but fresh 
Yeah, well, no, she's. I'm telling you, when you're out of the water, why would it smell like seaweed? Because, because underwater, you, you can't smell it. Been. No, I think that uh, that is just a stupid line. Uh, you go off, then Batman heads off to Central City because he's been told by Alfred that the thing that they've been studying or keeping a you know track of has gone to Central City. It is Gotham Girl, and that is my uh, biggest you, problem with the issue. Just for the idea that you, we, I do want to get back to the Gotham Gotham Girl because it was my yeah. favorite part of Tom King's run. We haven't dealt with it since the beginning of Rebirth, and it's just always been out there. We've asked questions like, "Hey, what's up with this?" I would have liked some lead up towards this, besides for the idea that we saw Gotham Girl standing with Bane at just one panel at the end yeah, of issue number yeah. 50. I wanted some lead up to this story because it actually seems interesting, the idea that she is going around Gotham and now going to Central City and being this villain character. Because besides for her standing next to Bane, it is kind of out of nowhere because we haven't dealt with it for two years. No. And when she left, she went to train. Yeah. And it seemed like she was training with Ducard at one point that he had sent her off to train. This retroactively says that he, I shut her down because she she was crazy because her brother died. And also, uh, she might kill herself with these powers. That wasn't how it went, no. but that's fine. She convinced uh, you but, to get married, dude. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. But with this, you end up where Central City, the Flash Museum, gets attacked. You have Batman and Flash working together to stop it. A lot of people were, like were that Were you happy to end. see that giant Wally statue inside the uh, Wallace statue inside the Flash no, Museum? It, no, it was, it's just everyone. Yeah. I, it is everyone. Too. I'm just saying. Yeah. I was because it, it, I found it odd last time. And I didn't even think flesh. that was a statue. I think that's a mural. It, uh, it, it might it just too, be a poster for a lie. No, I, think I was it's just happy to see some representation, a representation yeah. of Kid Flash here because hey, I like the last. The last Flash we had, whether you know we saw the Flash Museum and the giant statue of Wally West. I'm like. These people have barely seen this this flash. Yeah. I don't Wally know why he's being represented be, so yeah. heavily Wally like is this. so big there for those two, but Wally in this continuity has done nothing. He's yeah. really done not much at and all. And most of it in Manhattan. Yeah, so you have this, the, the Flash Museum gets attacked. You have Batman and Flash working together afterwards, and you still have Batman remembering. He remembers Wally being dead. He's going around. He's trying to help. And then, yeah, now, did you, you find know, it funny, too? Because like when we saw the Flash, too, and like last week's one of the Flash, I don't remember if it's the annual or if it's a regular Flash, but when he was holding that Wally West uniform in the field, which felt yeah, so yeah. odd. But, you yeah. know, like here we have Batman cons- like doing the autopsy on Wally West in his uniform. Like, yeah, don't we usually uniform. take so, people out of their clothes before we start cutting yeah, into but them. even then i don't even know what was going on before with that uniform it yeah, was weird. You have the, yeah so you have the flash museum got attacked by gotham girl she's trying to destroy it whatever and it seems as if i guess she's trying to draw flash to gotham by the end uh we'll get to that because then people like to see flash going around and get him kinkle pizza we we've seen this before they like that uh, non-stop it seems like every time yeah, the flash yeah, is doing like something that, but- where does he have the money to buy these pizzas I don't know, but still, he gives everybody pizza. He says to Batman, hey, this is what we have to do. We have to get everybody to, you know, see a smile. And then things just take a left turn where he's like, hey, how'd you know how to get here? Oh, I didn't. I I heard there was a problem on the way and I came. He's like, no, no more lies. You know, your lies have gotten everybody killed. They got well and all uh, this. And and to me, smile here. You're getting a little dark with this whole thing. To me, though, this is a conversation we would have had before. And I could tell you that at one point, if they didn't say one thing, I'd go, okay, we don't really know when this is happening, whatever. Right. 
Wonder Woman says that they have been working take, yeah, on the case together. In crisis. And, and it's after they've been working together yeah. investigating. So he's like, and also because you have Batman remembering. But if you it think was this like takes right, place away, right after they were sitting in the field and said, fuck. And he, she says that they were working together and ran into a dead end. So this yep. whole thing with lies and all that, it, it seems too late now. It would have happened then. It would have happened while like it, they it were investigating. in that story and not here because we yeah. haven't gotten anything out of that, you know, event book. And, and like, also, here we have to I'll tell you, this, this is the other thing is Wally died in that book half a year ago. It, this is what we were talking about in the Flash Annual on the yeah. Patreon only show. Uh, it just, I don't have the feels it anymore hit about anymore. it. It's a little too late in the game for it. And, and really especially in my- now where they are kind of, you know, hitting around the idea that Wally is still alive in some kind of form in that book. It's kind of a yeah. weird thing to finally deal with and the now, death at the same point you're saying, oh, he might still man. be alive. Or that and and Wally. The, the problem I have mainly with this issue is the fact that, and it's, again, this is why I think I was a little harsh. Joshua Williamson has to get people up to speed on Heroes in Crisis because not everybody's read it. Uh, He has to get people up to speed kind of with his Flash book, which will continue next week in the Flash with this. So you have a little recap of that. That's why that Flash Museum, you see Wallace, you see Avery, because I'm sure they'll be in the issue next week. Then at the end, then you really have to do a lot of setup with Gotham (laughs) Girl and Gotham. You know, Claire Clover. So this is my problem is, and I, I was a little harsh, even in the uh, blurb at the end of my review, I said, you know, this is supposed to be a big event. Somebody tell Joshua Williamson so he can do something. I, I was a little harsh because once reading it again, I realized he has so much. He has a lot of work up. to do here. And, and this so, is only the but first that's issue. The problem is I should be mad at Tom King because most of these things that are being introduced here, there's not much to grab onto because in the regular books, like you said, where it feels like it should be. You haven't gotten enough. You, you have the Heroes in Crisis book, if you're reading that, not a lot of emotions. So no. when you have emotions here, they feel a little odd. Or at least like, man, why wouldn't you like that over in that book? You have Gotham Girl, who just disappeared, you know, way. Two I, years I'm ago. telling you, years ago. And oh, this gets changed now, around a little. Now, this is where it's the weird thing. Because at the end, you, you get this backup where Batman's like, I've been tra- okay, no more lies. I've right. been tracing. I've been tracking Gotham Girl. You remember her right and you i know, love claire Clover. he's like i think i do remember her that's that girl we fought right her brother died yes that's her just the whole remember. idea like the gotham almost killed everybody how do you forget yeah. yeah i i love the best though to me is as you're doing this recap and he's trying his best i'm telling yeah. you I, I i give him some credit now but it's like batman's like i don't know but i doubt it, it will be the last attack i need to find her before she uses her powers to strike again before she hurts someone yeah and before her powers kill her right right <laughs> and i'm like what, what are you doing <laughs> so with this are we going to use now there's not a lot of issues and i would think that like a lot of people are wanting to find out how gotham girl got her powers right. how gotham and We've gotham been wanting that know is that for two this going to be when we find out because in one thing in I don't my think mind we will. I don't either, 
because it would be very odd. We only have one more issue. That will be a Batman issue in this right. crossover. And you would think that you would have to have that happen in a Batman issue, right? You wouldn't have that happen in the Flash issue of the crossover. I know it's it's a whole story together, but the other thing that I'm guessing is at some point you will have a Tom King omnibus. It, it, it's going to happen. Right. Uh, you know, we may grit our teeth or whatever, but because he, when Joshua Williamson was announced on being on these two, Tom King immediately went on and said, and by the way, then I'm extending my run two issues to make it the hundred still. Son of a bitch. So, I don't think these will necessarily be involved in this all that. There's some trades, though. There's some trades that don't even have, say, the uh, Night of the Monster Men and stuff right. like I that. I gotta the see way how they, they did the trade with, you know, the button. With the button and stuff like that. I think that might have been in the regular deal or it might have been its own. I don't know. But yeah, it seems like you wouldn't do the big, big Tom King things. In this crossover, I think it sets it up. Obviously, we have Claire back, yeah, and uh, which and this is kind of doing the big Tom King thing, as far as I'm concerned, because like you said, we last like we haven't seen Gotham Girl since issue number fifty, where she was staying with Bane, and all of a sudden, big shock to everybody, Gotham Girl's bad. How's that a thing? And and and, and, yeah, and what I don't mind at the end because she's talking, they're interlacing her with Batman and Flash, and she's talking to somebody. Yeah, I think that it's playing up that you think that she might be talking to Bane before you see the reveal. Uh, She's like, oh, we got the Flash involved. Now, why would she go and get the Flash involved? And I can only imagine that because when the the big reveal of the cliffhanger, she's talking to Gotham, who looks to be Venom up in a, you know, underground place. He still looks dead, but he's good. I wonder if he looks good for being a year dead. Yeah, well, I wonder if she thinks that maybe if the Flash comes, uses that Flash spark that goes through, even when it was mentioned by Flash in a weird deal, like, man, Batman, you're off. Usually you can tell I'm coming because of the static electricity. I get the idea that she wants to draw him there and maybe recreate a Venom-based version of his accident, possibly. I can't tell you anything about what's going on. I just think it would jumpstart his heart. You know, kickstart my heart, heart. like like (laughs) Motley Crue would say. You know, you gotta kickstart that heart. That's what I think Even when she comes in, though, these attacks of Batman Batman talks about they like have been monitoring for a while. There are small little incidents at first, but yeah. then she's been escalating. And now we have the big thing in Central City where she has attacked the Flash Museum. Where she then we see Claire. She comes back talking to her dead brother, as crazy people do. Talking well, about here's the thing. This is what I wanted to bring up. Thing. And I'm like, yes. is she just crazy and thinks she's actually doing hero well, things when here's she's destroying the thing shit? Too, and I think that the problem that we have here is the length of time since we've seen Gotham Girl. And I'm not talking issue 50. I'm talking in that yeah. first arc. Issue like uh, six. When, when Gotham died. Uh, remember, she kept talking to him. She no, thought he was that. there yeah. with her. And I think that that's played off well here, though it's too far away. And the other thing that I thought was, uh, remember when we saw her at 50? I got angry because I really like Claire. I yeah. like Gotham. Where I, I wanted her cool. con- to continue as a hero. Uh, though I thought that anytime she would come up, I I was under the assumption you'd have her show up, save everyone and die herself because of these powers that kill her. Um, but when we saw her with Bane, it really did upset me because of how much I liked her. And I was worried that something was going to be off with her brother. Something was going to be like, oh, man, we're going to find out that she set up her brother to die because her brother dying, Gotham dying, Hank. was part of this process of Batman kind of going along. 
I like this at the end that you see that, in fact, she looks to be doing whatever is going on. She's doing it to try to bring back her brother. And that rings true. That's and, and that, she is crazy. The whole idea, because I'm telling you, when you think of, you know, bringing somebody back, you don't immediately think of venom. You know, you think of the last, no. you know, both green liquids that run through the body or, you know, yeah, over the body. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. But the whole idea, too, where we saw her paired up with Bane. We also saw Hugo yeah. Strange paired up with yeah, Bane. Yeah, that's why you Hugo's, make it. It seems the, like, yeah. The master of reanimation and all the other stuff with the monster. But yeah. he knows stuff about bringing people back from the dead, whether they want to be, become a big baby monster or not. But he no. knows some stuff. So maybe yeah. that whole and, thing is like I am doing this out of necessity to bring Hank back. Well, into that's my life. what I'm saying. So it makes me feel a little better about her going because, again, I thought it was going to be one of those where Batman goes and Claire's like, "Oh yeah, Batman, I really duped you with the And that would have taken away one of my favorite moments of all of Rebirth, a Tom King moment where Claire was upset. Batman revealed his identity, hugged her, and said, "I, you know, I'm yeah. Bruce Wayne. I know what you're going through." That was one of my favorite moments to this day. I mean. People, you know, go on and on about how much we don't like Tom King right now. But that was one of my top three moments of Rebirth so far was when Claire was upset because her brother died and Batman comforted her. And so I was afraid that her becoming bad was going to wash that away. And it was going to almost like what they did in the button when they ripped up the letter from Flashpoint. I didn't want anything like that. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is what I was afraid of. So when I read this. I was I was happy with that. It's just the idea. Like I said, I think I took it out on Joshua Williamson because just not a lot happens because you no, have doesn't. to get everybody up to speed with the book. And and again, like I said, you gotta looking get all your at Superman, in your basket before looking you can at start Superman, the story. yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> looking at Batman, you know, Superman's looking or Batman's looking at Superman and sees Commander Steel. That that seems so forced, but uh, I like I said, I gave it a four point five on the site. I'm going up. I'm actually going to go up to a six. I'm going that Good. far up only because. When I read it, I was like, you know what? I was just more angry that we didn't get much progression in what was going to be this big thing. I don't know what I expected, but it just was a lot of nothing. But by the end, I realized that the stuff with Claire at the end and and with and even when the review copy came in, I showed you, I'm like, boy, that is an awesome cliffhanger. So I'll it go is. with that. I, I tell you, I am happy though when I read it because when you were just paging through and showing me stuff, I'm like, ooh, they done fucked up. Commander yeah. Steel's supposed to be dead. Oh, and then it all makes yeah, sense yeah, once you yeah, read yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's the lesson of the day. Don't just page through things and make assumptions about it. No, 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 and don't get angry at other people for somebody's <laughs> review. And also, you got you got to kind of you know st- st- take a step back and go like, okay, well, he was given this and he had to do it, so I'll give him credit. I am excited to see what's going on going forward from this, but I, I still I'm not going to go higher than a six, only because right. there's not much that happens here. So hopefully. This is the the groundwork. You've laid it down. Let's get on to something in the flash that's that's exciting. We'll see what that so. is. What would you give it? I would give this issue a six point five out of ten. I enjoyed the art and I thought the cliffhanger was cool because it's getting back to something that I really cared about in the Batman run, while also giving some kind of you know some kind of emotion to the whole heroes in crisis thing. For seeing that you know these are affecting people more than just sitting in a field saying fuck when you can't figure out who the hell is you know the killer behind the whole thing so i look forward to this i'm telling you there is a lot of nonsense not a perfect issue by any means because there is a lot of stuff to get you into it a lot of recap a lot of filler because you have to set up the story before we can go on with what we're doing yeah 
Well, we're going to move on. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little better. Good. Where's the pills? Where are the pills? I'm telling <laughs> you. They, take they, before the podcast. These first two, yeah. I told you at one point I could realize that those pills took like an hour and a half before yep. they really kicked in. So I guess not going to help me now. Justice League number seven. pills to kickstart your heart. That's what I need. I need the Flash. I got the Flash there, Gotham. He's going to come over here and kickstart my heart. Justice League number 17, written by Scott Snyder, art by Jim Chung, Mark Morales, Walden Young, Tamem Moray, and Tom Napolitano. And after the last bunch of issues, you had the Hawk issues World? leading into the annual. You had Thandigar Prime. And yep. then the annual pretty much was, you know, all Perpetual hands on rising. deck. Yeah, Perpetua was, uh, you know, Rose. You think you can fix the source wall? They also tried to fix the source wall. So there was a lot going down. So this issue is a bit of a cool down. Now, I love Lex. And I know you do too. I do. You know, I have no idea what you thought of this. But I like to have a Lex issue. The problem I have, number one, is Jim Chung could go and he can take a hike out of town. If he's never on this book again, I will be happy. I know people like him. I know that Scott Snyder was all happy to have him I on. I do not care for this, his Lex, I'll tell you that. I do. That Lex is the worst. I mean, really, who loves you, baby? I thought it was <laughs> Telly Savalas at one point. I'm like, what is this? Even his head looks small. I'm like, look at you, pinhead. When he first shows up, <laughs> hello, John. I, I swear to God, he should. Who loves you, baby? He should have a lollipop. Sure, oh, should. my God. The worst Lex I have ever seen in my entire life. I, I'm, I'm, positive about that it is i don't know i still don't like that one from the like new 52 action comics at the beginning i did not like that lex either but this is a rough lex oh my god but yeah basically this is an issue that is where john has martian manhunter has gone and tried to have a meeting with lex because he wants to he knows what's going on he wants to get lex to remember uh when he was a boy and this whole time with now, the legionnaires club yeah jean's and whole background has opened up to him now that the yeah, key he passed got on the information the, the that key. she had and yep. now it's a hope to get Lex on board because hopefully the empathy that he had as a child may save the day. Yes. In the and end, that's the whole deal. Open it up it, to like yep. his eyes now. Like, look, you were a good person. I don't know yeah. what happened to you, but shit is going worse now. And you're a part of it. We need to work together because if you keep going down this road, you are going to bring hell to this universe or multiverse. Yeah, and b- basically, that's what it is. It's the, the multiverse is going to be destroyed, but this is a Hail Mary and a Hail Mary that all of a sudden you didn't realize. It's almost like one of those things where you'd have an election going on. This yeah. would be a movie. And the person is meeting. leading in the polls by like 90% to 10. And they're like, up, oh, I guess we better give it up. And then somebody comes in and gives you a note. <laughs> Who looks like the tables might have turned. Something like that to me because this is a last-ditch effort, but it's connected because Martian Manhunter remembers that when he was, which we saw this new origin, when he was kind of kidnapped through time to get his Martian DNA so from weird. the Legionnaires <laughs> Club you, you to make these. Yeah, going it, down it's is, so crazy. It is so convoluted to get to the yeah. point that we want to do the whole idea of, you know, Perpetuous Army had a combination yep. of Martian and human DNA and the Legionnaires Club back you know, when the Lex was a boy. Here, 
had and to do I this. Even got, I even got the idea. There was a really weird kind of side feeling in my mind that they weren't even necessarily trying to find the army at first, but maybe even trying to make Perpetua. The way that they said, oh, you got the bad DNA, because it seemed like they wanted to make the White Martians, but they are the abomination. Well, that's the thing is, I think, that. That, I think we came to the conclusion that, you know, Perpetua's, like, uh, army were army. White Martians, yeah, because that's, that's what we saw in the Legionnaires Club and out. the tubes, but yeah. it seems like the Legionnaires Club for all the things that they were making, that was all bad shit complete because well, you kept giving them bad cells. I, I blame Tynan and Snyder because when they did say that, when you got that information, they said, you know, John, you know, remember when the keep was telling John and said, hey, they got they wanted to get human and, you know, Martian DNA to make her army again. And then in that panel, they just showed white Martian. Right. And uh, so or they're like, things they that were abominations. To be white Martians. We don't yeah, even know if they look like white, white Martians. Martians. They look like it, yeah. But that's what we got. And that's what's happened. But we find out that that is not what they were trying to do. Now, Poor in Ms. the Martian. meantime, in the meantime, it does seem to me that they had gotten Lex there to be the little boy to try to convince John to do what they wanted him to. But. Lex was a good boy and he had He's empathy. a good boy. He is a good boy and he had empathy empathy for John and tried to, you know, he could go it, against It is them so then. weird though, this whole idea, because I love the idea of young Lex and young Martian Manhunter yeah. playing together in the landscape of the mind, whatever you have. That is all great, but he still went with the idea that like instead of saying, My father wants this, my uncle wants this. Well, that's and for what some I'm saying. reason it's weird. Yeah. Well, and he says later that you told me that it was your uncle because I think that they're forcing Lex to do all this. And, yeah. and there's that one point where- but like, why wouldn't he ever say this? Because he seems to trust John Moore with the whole I idea think of that the stuff maybe running on his shirt he's and afraid the, that the they, mind play they're playing. I, I think it's that odd. he's afraid that he'll be killed. I actually think that they told him that if you tell anything too much, that you're in big trouble. Now, again, at the one point that he's going on and on, they're like, oh, are they going to get if I give him a good DNA sample, are they going to let me go? And he goes, maybe. No, uh, no, no, they're not going to the bed. And I, I just think that he couldn't betray his dad. I don't think that Scott Snyder wanted to show him because you know all in all i think i'm telling you it it felt so odd that i think scott snyder wanted to play up the idea of this mystery angle to have that revelation that oh my god this young boy was like yeah we knew that it does right away right it does not work in the end because i'm telling you the uncle thing doesn't feel right and even the force thing of oh they call me albie you know lb luther too because b represents i'm like i'm telling you a lot of people had problems with that i didn't care that, that really didn't even uh, change my you mind of anything. You didn't need the big revelation at the end, like for say, if anybody didn't pick up this, this is Lex right away. I'm I sorry know. for you, but you have it right there on front street. Hey, I'm Alex. Okay, this is my dad trying to do this. No. Okay, it all works. We don't need an air of mystery that doesn't really work in the end, as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, that's what he wanted. Uh, you didn't want to let it. If it if it's this right away, I think that that was just uh, so the people didn't know right away reading right. it. Some people didn't. I, I think it was Ruben who didn't know until the end. He had no idea that that was Lex. And really, a lot of people who had jumped on Rebirth, maybe even New 52, they don't know that he had red hair. They have no idea. You know, a lot of people just only know Lex from being the bald guy who's mean and, and nasty and all that. So it would have been a surprise to them. Uh, but well, yeah, these people I just didn't think watch Smallville? 
religiously? No. no every no, night? No. no. So I just think that that's what it, he was trying to make a oh, I know what he was trying to do. Deal. It just didn't work that well for me by the end of the issue. It just felt too forced for I'm what he wanted you, to do. I'm telling you, the whole thing with and La- I did, that didn't even matter to me by the end. Oh, I, I thought didn't it was even nice. Care. I liked the idea of it. No, it just I like Lex. I'm saying I like the whole Lex deal. I didn't care how you got there with how they were trying to trick Martian Manhunter because obviously for the most part, it didn't matter because they got their mind wiped anyway. So, you know, I'm even there for the Manhunter, journey, he not the destination. But you have a lot of things there with the these uh, worms. The, qu- the cloners? Feed, yeah, the cloners that feed off of regret. You have a lot of, you know, again, window dressing. I, to I just get to really what feel bad for all of this time. Like, oh, there's no life on Mars. You know, like, you know, astronauts are going to go to Mars and all of a sudden they're going to be attacked by sandworms and a, like, yeah. feed on regret. Come on. Yeah. What happened? And, and, and really, that's Why aren't the these thing robots when, doing their job on Mars? And what they they have regrets called Shane, Eric. And I want to tell you that I used what you wanted me to do in my review. My catchphrase there at the top was blame it on the Shane. You you wanted me to do that. Yeah, but that's I didn't want to wait till Bane because we're going to have to wait for 50 issues. So it was on the Shane. Uh, But yeah, really. Bane comes up in the next three months, we'd be so angry. (laughs) Lex Lex messes up uh, when he gets there because John wants to get to. Now, John, again, because the way this issue is, if this was real life and real life with a Martian Manhunter and a Lex Luthor who can just be on Mars without any sort of protection. Now, here's the thing is by the deal, it should have been Lex showing up and Martian Manhunter saying, listen, we got our minds wiped. Uh, You were helping me. I mean, that would be the normal thing you'd have it. Is it that the whole thing, I was actually excited because I think we might even get some further back, but the idea that the Blackhawks themselves were going against these Legionnaires that were hot on the tail of them this entire time, trying to shut down their experiments and all the people involved, like, there's a side story here I do want to see because it's only briefly mentioned, and the idea when the Blackhawks do finally show up and take down, you know, Lionel Luther and the whole Legionnaires thing, they say, like, look, we're not going to lock you up. We're not going to kill you. We're going to mind wipe you and fuck up yeah. your mind to the point where you're a pathetic drunk who yeah, beats so his kid. Yeah, so that's what, what, that's that's what happens that? here. Well, that's what happens here. And Lex here. got his mind wiped, too. Yeah. So they, they both got their mind wiped. But, yeah, through this whole thing, it's Martian Manhunter trying to get Lex to remember and then just basically tells him, listen, you the were Black this Hawks little kid. Dudes. You tried to help me. And they, they mind wiped him because they, even if they put him in jail, they don't want him to remember all these experiments just kill and things. Well, even so, it didn't. They didn't make him a drunk. He ended up being a drunk because he's. They said he thought that he was um, something important that he wasn't. Now that led him to drink. That's his own goddamn decision. Just like but all then, drunks. Yeah, but then he ended up, uh, you know, pretty much taking it out on Lex. Lex grew up in that shadow. Lex became the deal. But the thing that, in my mind, is number one. He grew up with a drunk father who was mean, and now he's lost his empathy. But I think that maybe when they mind wiped him, they took out a bit of his empathy as well. But yeah, you, you end up where the Black. I still want to blame Superman Lex. Reborn for doing that to Lex. Yeah, well, it seems as if uh, you know the Blackhawks are the ones at These fault for making just keep a fucking bad with Lex. Lex. I'm telling you, not like no. the Blackhawks. The whole idea of Superman Reborn changing reality, where he's a good guy, and all of a sudden, nope, sorry. Turns out in pre like pre Flashpoint, you were a bad guy. Time to turn up the volume on the nope. bad a little bit here. I'm like, yeah, poor Lex. He just wanted so, to be good. He at the beginning, be you had uh, Martian Manhunter had a Jaro with him, and that was supposed to get these worms. You know, oh, th- dummy kind of. 
put them and Lex ended up poisoning them. But then at the end, he's okay to go off on a dragon. But yeah, they end up teleporting. <laughs> Lex says, like yeah, or Marsha Man understands. These quarters, they're actually flying dragons still. Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, at the end, Lex doesn't believe him, but uh, they end up teleporting to different he? places. Nah, well, he ends up upset at the end. But yeah, you have Marsha Man to go back to the the, the, the Justice Hall of League. Justice, yeah. Saying that basically, nah, hopefully he'll remember this stuff and maybe he'll, you know, have some regrets. Maybe he'll have some empathy, but for now he went back. And then you also have uh, Lex going back to the Legion of Doom saying, ah, Martian Manhunter didn't have anything. Because even uh, Sinestro's like, oh, did he best you? Why didn't you bring him back? He's like, eh, he didn't have any information for us. But then he has. I, I do like when numb. he does excuse himself and go into the room and starts doing the whole Sha'an, Sha'an thing, yeah. which Martian Manhunter told him earlier was a practice that the Martians did. You know, I think it was every 10 years, but it was every a, 10 a, years they it, go to this temple. And it was a way pray. for them to do this chanting for them to try to relieve themselves of their regrets, to make themselves forget these regrets because you know it's not about looking in the past it's about looking forward so i do like this idea where this whole sha'an he is like realizing oh fuck i have something i regret now i gotta get rid of this yeah i i think it's funny because basically martian manhunter says every 10 years we go to this temple and we get rid the 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 mind gets rid these worms end up eating our regrets so we don't remember them and he's like all i remember is the chanting well no shit your regrets were gone <laughs> they, they got taken away i'm like what else would you remember you stupid uh maybe but yeah, there was a good, I, nice you know like spread out there maybe somebody brought uh, some food it was a you see it's in the know. middle of the it's in the middle of a fucking desert it looks yeah, like you want to bring something to eat though it's yeah, the middle of a so, desert but the the whole deal with scott snyder he gets a little too clever you have where little lex has a infinity 10 to the 14th shirt oh i where did he get that shirt who made the shirt because it's supposed to mean look at 10 to the 14th uh deal the infrared light deal what what did he make this shirt what did he get the printing press up but he has that that actually got me more mad than the lb ever would because (laughs) that was a huge part of the issue that lb at the end was just to be a reveal the whole thing with this infrared shirt what what is he using to draw on his shirt how do you erase it afterwards it's just the shirt (laughs) and that's the best part too because i I like the whole idea too because it does go like a continuous thing like for some reason this ultraviolet you know marker whatever it's changing like is he going through different volumes of the spectrum here to try to see like the different messages that he wrote with different markers or paints or whatever it was like it was a very odd progression yeah, it's just the infrared light, he said. It's just the infrared, and he's watching it, and then he must erase it, and go, and then he's like, I didn't take the pills, so you can talk to me in your head, and it just seems like it's just trying to be too clever for just what the story was, but I did like the last yeah, we, we, I we like t- the connection. We have, we have a, like, you know, we have dampened your power, so you can't shapeshift, but you can shapeshift enough to get your insides to shapeshift, and we've also taken pills where you can't read our minds, but you can understand Yeah, but even that, that, what Lex says, little boy Lex says, you can't shape shift, but I thought you could shape shape. And actually, the shape shifting, uh, I was thrown off. They don't tell him that as a kid. That's what Lex tells him on on Mars when he shows up with his suit. I went back and looked because it, when Le- little Lex says to him, "Hey, I knew they said you were a shapeshifter, so I figured you could shape shift your eyes to, to see infrared." I mean, whatever. 
they just said we're taking neurological blockers. Uh, but you can learn how to do, you know, you can learn how our language, even though you can't right. do the thing. And it just gets a little too convoluted. But it does. Uh, at the end, I like Lex and Martian Man are having a connection because yeah, they did have nice that connection overall. in No Justice as well, where they were hanging and kind of talking to each other that they seem to have an affinity for each other. This kind of explains it a little. I like the... The story, I hated the art, though I still was positive. I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10 because I really liked the Lex deal. And at the end, it does give you a little bit of hope. And we've talked about how Scott Snyder loves to have everybody defeated. You know, the Justice League beat down, beat down, beat down. This is actually a little minor victory for them. Oh, yeah. I see some light at the end of the tunnel now. That's nice. Lex actually might end up. And and we want Lex to be good, but he's not going to be good good anymore. Nobody besides us, I think. Wants I Lex know. to be good, but we were the like only big good. supporters of Super Lex. I think. I think yeah, everybody else yeah. hated that shit. So, but I do like that. But I also like to see a happy little Lex, and, yeah. and even then, a happy Lex. I mean, a happy Lex was a Lex who was uh, being there with his father while they're torturing <laughs> a, a kid from <laughs> Mars. You know, that's not great you times. Know, but happy, yeah. So, what would you give it? I'd give this issue a 7 out of 10. I was not the biggest fan of the art, but I thought it did an okay job of Rolex. I'm telling you, I just didn't like Lex's jerk off face. And I was actually oh, I happy to see this Lex. more I like personal ba- story. I like Kid Lex, though. Kid Lex yes, looked right. good. He looked but fine. boy, older Lex. Oh, my God. It looked terrible. I'm sorry, things got a little bit convoluted and overwritten to try to give you that mystery narrative that they wanted to tell you. But overall, I thought it was a really yeah. nice story. And I look forward to going into this next chapter of Justice League. Yeah, and I'll tell you, even though it gets a little too smart for its own good and whatever, I really do like Scott Snyder's scripted books more, uh, this book, more than when Tynan gets on. Because oh, Tynan, well. where Tynan tries to do the same kind of thing, it gets really, really wordy. You, narration you have heavy. four pages of narration to get, at least, you know, you don't like this. It and was then kind things of over, don't connect between issues. That's what I'm continuity. saying. So there you go. But, hey, there you are. That's it for the first section. We, we yeah. only have a couple books, so these sections are going to be shorter, and we can no, all we, go home and sleep. Were we more positive than you thought we were going to be for these no, first two books, Jeff? No, no? no, well, I went up from a four or five to a six on the Boom. deal. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm just struggling uh, talking about these books, and it's going to get worse because the next <laughs> section of books after the mail are two of your books. I don't know what the hell happened in those things. You're going to have to steer me. <laughs> the ship's going to have to be steered. Uh, but we'll go off to some mail now. Hopefully the mail will get us all excited Hopefully. and happy. And then we'll be back with, with those books that I was talking about. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Right. Happy Jim is back, Eric. Happy right. Jim is back for time. the mail. Uh, if you want to get involved in the mail, good, bad, or indifferent, which you'll see in this first section, uh, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We'll start with Mike Jones. Mike Jones says, my name is Paul Smith. 
I just bought a new home and I'd like to know if you're available for security guard services and also if you accept credit cards as method of payment. Thank you. There you go. That's the first mail, Eric. I am so confused. That is Mike Jones, who says his name is Paul Smith, which was Was followed Was that written by by Grant Morrison? No, it was followed by Nina with the next one. Nina then says, my name is Mike Jones. I just bought a new home, and I would like to know if you're available for security card services. And also if you accept credit cards as method of payment, Eric. I want to know what scam this is. It's so funny. Mike Jones said his name is Paul Smith, and Nina says her name is Mike Jones. What are you talking about scam? I got a new security guard job. Damn right. I just like that. It's like, how is the scam? Is the scam going to be like, oh, well, I take credit card. Oh, oh, I wanted to mail it right to your you know, bank account. I don't understand. Mail I don't it to know my what bank they're account. With. Well, yeah, you can do that where if I give you my bank account number, you can direct deposit, but then oh, yeah. they can steal all your shit. I'm just they, talking they about mailing things stuff. to your bank account. Well, they probably could I do that as well. put a stamp on this check. They could probably mail. do that. Nobody <laughs> uses that anymore. The, the real mail uh, to begin with is from Jamie. Jamie says, what's up, Jim and Eric? What's it's up, Jay from Canada. Did you miss me? Yes, and, and I did miss him. Sorry, it's been a while, but I'm back. Let's get straight to the good stuff, shall right. we? Is there good stuff? Better be. I've read three books this week, Batman, Just League, and Young Justice, and spoiler alert, I love them. Awesome. I know you guys were pretty low on them except for Justice League, but I love that Batman brought back Gotham Girl and that art. I got really um, confused. I like, did, did he hear what we recorded? Or, oh, no, we have stuff on the site already. Yeah, we Never do mind. have reviews. Uh, there. <laughs> I got re- uh, but he yeah, knows. I actually, I actually, uh, I hope that Jay is excited a little more because I did raise my score. I think I was a little bit too harsh on one Joshua Williamson, but hey, I don't mind that because I, I don't like him that much. But I love that Just, and he hates us. I love that Just League had an emotional issue that really sets the table going forward. And Young Justice is just such a joy to read. And, and I would say that Young Justice, all you need to do is tell me that it's not in continuity. Please. And boy, my score would go up two points easily because then I would just relax and I have don't know. some fun. There's still a lot of nothing going on in that first, hey, that second but issue. But it's nothing in its own deal. Uh, that's the, you know, I could go with that. I love it when the Greek gods are in anything, and I've just been loving this series. Maybe oh, it's because I'm Wonder used Woman. to Bendis speak from his Marvel books. And if you like the Bendis speak, then you're going to like it a little more. Now that we've got this week out of the way, there's so much I want to talk about. First off, right. I just found the entire run of Talon from the New 52 for cheap. Did you guys like it? And it's funny, we talked about it on we the talk Slack. about that a lot, though, uh, too. This week, I love the Talon book to issue seven and yeah. i i'd always say the first arc now i realize what it was because i went back and looked at it this week it's up until when it was snyder and tynan when snyder bailed and it was just tynan that book took a nosedive in my mind we actually but, said to ourselves it worked as like what happened to calvin rose yeah calvin rose and if you do go back if you went in the archives of our site there was one of the first things it was kind of like a clickbait article <laughs> that i did of my favorite books of the new 52 way way back in 2013 and one of them was Talon. I even said, like, people aren't going to think that this is a great book. I do. It was I think it was great. It was good. It was, it was one of my favorite books from the beginning of that because I did like the whole Court of the Owls, and I love Calvin Rose as yeah. a character. I thought he was great, and then it just lost track of what it was doing. And I've heard good things, and I'm curious away. about your thoughts. Yeah, I liked it, so I think that you'll like it. Next up, I thought I'd hit you up with two top five lists. Firstly, All my right. top five books across both Marvel and DC – you guys aren't going to like these. Uh-oh. He says, my honorable mention is Teen Titans. This has really surprised me with how good it's been. Consistent character work. 
uh, and an intriguing mystery. Sign me up. Also, can Damien and Emiko just kiss already? <laughs> there you go, Eric. They do. Okay, now for the good. Isn't she Number like five. 16 and he's 13? Isn't that like a weird... Yeah, you know, age ain't nothing but a number is what I heard. Age is a big thing when you were that? younger. Brittany Salen. Number five, Justice League I Just Dark. imagine, you're in 10th grade, you're dating a middle schooler. Yeah, damn right. You know, uh, whatever. <laughs> She's I, a smart I saw cookie, weird, too. She might I be a senior. I saw some weird things. I saw some weird things going down back in the day, but it was more like that guy who was like 24 dating a senior yeah. in high school, and, and you'd always get pissed off. Like, what does that guy have over me? You know, he pretty much had a job, yeah, a, a car, life, a car. Maybe. Maybe a life, maybe, yeah. you know, s- some game. Possibly. Number five, Just <laughs> League Dark. Game. I think this is an incredible horror book, and I've just fallen in love with horror. I think it's a horror. No, no. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the one guys who doesn't uh, doesn't like it, but it's more. It's Maybe just next week's thing. issue will be the one that grabs a hold of you and it's, makes it's you realize. Just League I love Dark. This. It ain't nothing but a thing. It's what I say when I read oh. it. it. Ain't nothing but a thing. Is it? <laughs> Ah uh, yes, where I can are those see why pills? that twenty-four-year-old's got the those, game and you don't. Well, yeah, I my game hasn't changed. I never had game. Hey there, sweet cheeks, what you doing there, sweet thing? That's what I'd say. Uh, it didn't work. Number four, Young Justice. <laughs> sweet thing. We're two issues in, but I'm just having so much fun that this has to be on here. I need that lighthearted joy every week. I just wish it was Shazam. twice monthly. That's what I, I'm looking. It's funny you're saying this. I'm looking ahead. To see She's if it's saying. on there. It's not. Um, <sighs> also, remember, this is both Marvel and DC. So oh, I got you. Number three, Justice League. I know you guys think there's a Where's lot of yakety yak, <laughs> but I love how epic this feels. I'm always blown away by the scope and the quality. And I don't think that the book in general has the yakety yak don't talk back. It's more Tynan. When Tynan shows up, he brings a suitcase of yakety yak, unpacks it, and gets going. Right? Because the story is so big, the things like they're 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 looking at the macro level. When I want to look at the micro, tell me what you're dealing oh with my. within this whole big like oh idea that you have. Goodness, listen they're overlooking to you. the smaller parts of it, and I need it to know what's is. going on. So what you're telling me is you're getting macro and you want micro. That's right. Exactly what I'm telling you. What you're telling me is the story is acting global, but you want it to be local. I do. (laughs) You want to, you want it to give locally as well as globally. I want them to perform and inform. My, my, how I care about things is more globally than locally. Like I don't want to deal with people personally, but I do get upset about things globally. Do you? You know? Yeah. Just general things that I, makes I, i'm telling you like uh people having problems and things like that i do get upset <laughs> you know? hey they got you know, their problems people got problems I'm you, i was watching brooklyn 99 today <laughs> i i went and watched all six episodes that when it came back right. and at least two of them made me cry there was no reason i'm so, just crying what is this about global that's global <laughs> yeah. but if here's the deal if, if somebody tells me that they're moving away right now next door neighbor comes over and goes hey uh, I'm moving. I'm going to miss you guys. I'll be like, get out of town. And I mean, get out of town. Though when I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Gina's leaving the show, I'm crying. So not exactly globally as much as pop culturally. Well, even so, I, I would more cry about somebody who has a problem in Africa than the same person who has a problem down the street. Because I'm going to run into the person down the street. I, I don't need to hear their nonsense. But I will cry about somebody in Africa. There you I'm go. You, I, Number I, two. I was crying about Dinobot dying today when I was going back and watching some Beast Wars. <laughs> Yeah, where are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not getting into that. Oh. I'm a, I, this is the thing, Eric. Right, go back to crying about. Some- 
I, I hit the wrong sound effect. I hit the wrong sound effect. There you go. <laughs> it would have been so 99. timely. It would have been so timely. Yeah, Gina, Gina leaving made me cry. But I love how epic he says that justly. Number two, Batman, gasp. I know you guys won't agree with this at all, but I've really been enjoying King's run more than Snyder. Shocking, right? But I still right. love hearing how much it upsets you. Your misery sustains me. Oh, God. <laughs> and here you go. This is the thing. Jay's there. He can see past our misery and all that and just have fun with us right and not everybody's gonna agree with that he's everything. not laughing with us he's laughing at us he is but hey <laughs> that isn't that what comedians try to do and you like to fashion yourself a comedian right no that's what you tell me you, you no, told me the other day you want to be a performer and a comedian i said that don't rhyme <laughs> and you just kept saying it don't rhyme eric what are you talking about See, this is the thing, too. This this podcast is such a misery-laden podcast this week. Boy, we better have some fun in this mail. And I'm having fun now, right? We're having some fun. I was. I'll I'll give Jay credit because a lot of people who – I was even thinking there was a certain fella whose uh, name rhymed with Alton – who ended up pretty much saying that he didn't want any parts of us because we didn't agree with everything that he agreed with yep. with books and ended up just pretty much cutting us off about Dalton, his right? life. It, no, it rhymes with Alton. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is. His name rhymes with Alton Edom, and his okay. last name is Edom, I believe. Uh, but yeah, he pretty much was like, eh, uh, you guys don't like what I like, so the hell with the unleft. And they're like, whatever. And you right. can't change for everyone, you know? If you're going to change with everyone, then you'd just be called underwear. Number one, Venom. <laughs> Isn't that what people say? I don't wear underwear, so I'm just saying it, uh, you know, through you. Uh, we didn't number know one, you Venom. realized we said that. Damn right. You, you undies, you undie <laughs> people. Number one is Venom. What Dan, uh, Donnie Cates is doing is pure gold. I know Jim loves this, but Eric, if you're not reading it, please give it a shot. Eric yeah, was reading it. I was the reading it. I did enjoy Eric, it. And, Eric, what books from Marvel? Have you read since you stopped being on the Well, podcast? you know, right now I'm just currently trying to catch up on that Ben Riley <laughs> Spider. Ben Spider. Riley Scarlet Spider. <laughs> I, I told you, and, and you didn't believe me. I said to you, the minute that we give up this podcast, I will never read another DC comic again in my life. And you laughed at me. You have done the same thing at Marvel. Well, There's just no reason to read them then. You're done. It's just you so tell me well everything's done. going on anyway. You're I my do info actually. Man. Actually, uh, what I need to do when we are at work is go through the books to you, which actually cements them in my head to help me talk about them in the regular See, I'm podcast. Helping. Which I well, I like to do that with our regular books too. It's just half the time you don't come to work, and then I get yelled at. I was getting yelled at so much yesterday at work, and I just and and I was getting yelled at about work i was getting yelled at about you i was then getting yelled at about me concerning you and why i don't get you in, in chip top tip top shape or side it was the worst I, and then in the middle i'm like you know he's vegan now and i did oh, say good. that at one point while i was getting yelled at <laughs> why did you actually tell it was this? funny too it was funny too it was by both bosses at that point too that i don't know i don't understand it i'm like you know he's vegan now <laughs> and the one boss what goes, well, fuck? that explains some things. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> fist bump. No fist bump. They they didn't give it to me. Emotion and ass kicking, he says about Venom. And I agree. Um, I will tell you right now, though, I do love the Venom book. I need it to start doing a little more. I know that people who read it might think I'm insane. 
it's just too much of the same kind of feel to me each issue. And I do want it to step up a bit, which I do think it's going to carnage is coming to town with a few days to kill Eric. And I think that that's going to really uh, up it. All right. Now I have my top five writers. We've got number five, Scott Snyder, always a solid choice, except for dancing Mike. I think he's really talented. I think dancing Mike's talented as well. Number four, James Tynan. I think this guy is incredible and has far exceeded Snyder at this point. I I think Tynan is, is more of a I don't know. He knows the nuts and bolts. Nuts <laughs> and bolts. Do? Nuts and bolts. We got screwed. Do, do you like that chant that you do at the basketball do. games? Um, I just think that his imagination is more along the lines of a setup of a series, and then he loses track of what he's doing. Number three, Tom King. Don't shoot me. I really like King. I even like Heroes of Crisis. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'll sit in a corner and think about what I've done. Yeah, <laughs> really? Tom King. Uh, number two, Donnie Cates. Can this dude do anything wrong? The answer is no. He's just killing it. Please come to DC when you're done saving Marvel. And they they really, you can tell that Donny Cates, how good he is, is that Marvel pretty much, that wagon got hitched got to like him 12 books. I'm telling you, out of nowhere, Marvel realized like, okay, Donny Cates, how many books can you possibly handle? Well, I think I could do 16. You got 16. You got it. That, that, yeah, that's it. Number one, Jeff Johns, the OG, the one, the only, our Lord and Savior. I know Tom Taylor on this list. How dare you? How dare you? Also, I'm surprised that, uh, say, like a Grant Morrison, uh, one of Eric's favorites, oh, isn't yeah? on there. Uh, but, yeah, Brandon would tell you that Brian Michael Bendis should be up there. You know, Marv Wolfman, uh, maybe a uh, Tennessee Coates, you yeah. know, stuff like that. What are your current top five titles and top five writers? I'd love to hear. Uh, no I'll idea. just tell you a couple books that I like. I like Dan Slott's Fantastic Four. I do like Venom. Uh, I'm having fun with Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. If you realize these are all marvel books i am enjoying uh shazam i am on board now with doomsday clock red hood yeah i like teen titans so yeah we we have some things tom taylor's one of my favorites i uh always put kyle higgins in my top five he's starting to get edged out i think by some of these writers over at marvel that i do actually like and plus kyle higgins he ended up dissing us jeff johns adam glass yeah yeah, I like them too. Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates. Yeah, all these guys, Eric. I mean, which ones don't we like? <laughs> I like the one more than the next. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling here. But yeah, at DC, I actually thought that what we would do tonight, I was going to suggest this, and then I realized why am I doing this, uh, was that I was going to ask you if you wanted to do your do or die pull list. And then I realized I don't know that we have books enough to get on it, and then it <laughs> makes us more negative again. <laughs> so I didn't do it, but... Uh, those are some of the guys that I like. I'd love to see Tom Taylor on Batman. Um, I'd love to see Donny Cates come over and like maybe if they redid Green Arrow and have him on that. I don't know. D- Tom Taylor on everything. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tom it's good Taylor to be back. on everything. Yes. Before I go, I got the okay from the girlfriend to post a fun story. After reading Action Comics 1004, I was furious. I couldn't believe Lois wouldn't want to live with Clark and return to him after gallivanting amongst the stars. (laughs) Isn't that what Jeff Johns is doing? Her story was more important than her marriage. Fuck that. I was screaming and throwing things and getting so heated. And you know what? My girlfriend threw me against the wall and gave My me a PJ. <laughs> this, this, this thing is taking a turn. What, hey, what is this? Penthouse letters? 
<laughs> you'll Dear never Weird believe Science, you'll this. never guess what happened. Dear Weird Science, you'll never believe what happened. I was so angry about Action Comics 1004 that my wife, my blow-ski. girlfriend gave me a blowski. Turns out my anger really turned on her. I'm always so puzzled Uh-oh. about the book, so she was Gotta so surprised by this angry side that we got a little sexy, as Jim would say. Woohoo. Yay, negativity. Now you can see this is all I'm doing. And when I yell... I'm yelling so town you can hear me. It has not worked. No. It's not no, working. No. Now, what I get is, you know, instead of being thrown against the wall and getting a blow ski, I get shade thrown at me where then I crawl into the wall and tell people to stop. I get done and the, get oh, the you're, wall. Done, you're done yelling your nonsense. That's all I get. All right. That's it for sure. See you. Now in I'm seven. sad. And that is the end of mail section. Number right, one. Jay. Thank you, Jay. And we're going to go off to some books. And I don't think we're going to be very positive about oh, it. Oh, no. Nope. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going the bell Jim rings the bell Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb Eric's the bomb and if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep ring the bell Ah, yes. Very appropriate. Very appropriate for this section of You've made it so much easier for me, though, because all I have are credits no more. Blurbs be damned. No, no. Don't you realize we... I did blurbs in that first section. Don't Don't you remember me talking those blurbs? No. I did. I think I did. It's just that easy. It is just that easy. To fool me or what? You still can mess up. Yeah, I'm still hoping... I'm still hoping that you'll mess up. We have two books in the section. Uh, I'd like to call this section the continuation of me not enjoying myself oh, section, no. Eric. That's what I call it. You didn't Actually, enjoy yourself last section? What are you talking about? Yeah, no. Uh, enough. Th- this one, and I mean enough. Uh, this section, though, I, I'm telling you, I had a lot of problems. Maybe it's just my focus, Eric. It's my attention Pills. span coming to get me. Uh, because there's different reasons. The first issue we're going to talk about, which will be Green Arrow, I think the art just confused the shit out of me. I, my head was spinning then. The second book, Deathstroke, yeah, it was the story that got me. <laughs> head spinning there. The I'm artists and the writers are coming for oh, you. Oh, my. They are. They are coming They're for me. Eric, what, what is the first book we're talking about? Green Arrow number 49, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, with art by Javier Fernandez, John Cleese, and... And world design. Yes. And so yes, there you were we waiting go. for the blurb still, weren't you? We have no, we have Green Arrow. And uh, it, it's weird that we're so used to these oh, books. I, I never know how to go. But we have Lansing and Kelly on the book. Yep. Uh, they are going penultimate to issue. finish this up. This is the penultimate issue. It's canceled at issue 50 uh, next or month. Is it just taking a sabbatical issue number well, 50? And that's the thing. It, it's canceled because when it comes back, it won't be coming back as 51. It'll come back as one. So this run 
will be its own volume. I don't know, Teen Titans did that. Yeah, that's because it got canceled for different reasons. They had to revamp it and things like that. I I don't think that they're going to. This book sells 17,000 copies (laughs) a a month. There's no way that they're going to. What laurels are they resting on to make it 51? Issue number 51 comes back six months from now. It's Connor Hawk's Green Arrow. Everyone's going to buy it. And then it'll be 51 then. They'll be yes. like, hey, you remember this you book remember. You, you forgot about? No. I, to me, what they're doing is, hey, we're going to stop for a while. Let's get everybody to forget about this nonsense. And then we'll come back with the number one with some big writer, hopefully. We'll see how I just want to add that DC site is not calling this the final issue for its solicitations. Well, it did. It's just not on the site. It right. is in the, in the preview catalog. Uh, for the uh, the next issue, it was listed as the final issue. Right. Uh, so so that just wasn't updated on the deal. But y- you have this going on. And this book has been since Ben Percy. I know me and you didn't really enjoy all of Ben Percy's. Run. No. Uh, but at least there was some stability since he's left. This book has been just everywhere. It's all over the place. You've so it's had a lot like Benson, Wonder Woman. You're telling Marguerite me. Scott at one point. You had Lansing and Kelly. Then you have Lansing and Kelly again. You have all these things going on. And you're telling me that this book is suffering an identity crisis. It is an identity crisis. And also it was like, you know, the Bensons jumped on and they kind of got kicked off unceremoniously. They they tried to bring that Birds of Prey flair to it. Nobody was having it. Yeah. And nobody was having it. It didn't increase the sales at all. The sales actually went down after a bit. And they had the citizen deal that felt very very familiar to me. Yeah, it also felt like the same deal that you had, like Sam Humphreys coming in with the judge over at Nightwing. It's like these stories that are supposed are you to be telling good, me the citizen was transformed like by the sea. No, I'm saying the citizen was oh. just nonsense. So we're still getting a little repercussions of this because the character Riot does Chase appear to Riot. be, and they said was the person who was inspired by Citizen. That's right. why in this you keep being mentioned. Like out of nowhere, you'll get this Citizen in a in a sentence. You're like, yeah, you're going that way, but. It's Count Vertigo, and I. they've had this idea like, okay, you have a couple issues you can finish off. Do what you want to do. Go out Obviously, big. this next issue is what they are setting up for. If it does continue with Oliver, the box that Martian Manhunter gave him, also Dinah then going after him to get said box. Uh, but until then... You can kind of tell your own little story. Go get your Count Vertigo. Do what you oh, want. Right. I am not into the story. No. It's it's there's a lot of nothing going on. The like thing this, is, I was telling you before we got on. I really like the idea of the story. I just don't think it was executed properly. I don't even know the idea of the story because well, basically, saying, in my mind, this issue is just Roy's Count death. Vertigo floating around, changing the scenery of Seattle. And nothing else. There's nothing going on in this See, issue. I'm saying that by the time we get to the Green Arrow to confront Count Vertigo and tell him Roy Harper is dead, that's what I wanted to see. This whole thing was the idea of like, okay, Oliver's been killing himself, going out nonstop on patrol because he doesn't want to deal with this grief, where he has to commiserate no. to the point where he's commiserating with a villain who is now Which dealing is with the fact that Which is ridiculous in my mind because Dinah's there with him the whole time to commiserate with him. He doesn't do it. I think this was forced. The idea that Count Vertigo has pretty much, in my mind, you know, it does, it's kind of hocus pocus of the mind kind of thing, but there, there could be how many people dead from what he's doing in Seattle. I don't and even then, know. That's the, that's the worst part for me because they tell you in the last issue, okay, he concentrated for a long time. His powers evolved to the point where he can affect reality now, but in this one it seems yeah. like 
his powers are affecting in- individuals with what he wants them to see. Yeah, of the mind. I think that that was a, a uh, try to wipe it clean that he didn't do anything bad because out of nowhere, now you have to commiserate with Green Arrow. And the only way you're going to commiserate for even a little if you have them like, oh, I get it now. He didn't really do any of this. Uh, but yet we well, saw I don't, I don't understand affected. the thing of the mind because at the one point it's like, okay, this is of the mind. So then, you know, everything's like tilted or smaller than it should yeah. be like the perspectives out there. So say the space needle in Seattle's in the distance. Oliver was able to pluck that and use it as an arrow, which actually seemed to hit. Count Vertigo. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. how did that happen? Because it's of the yeah, mind. And then it's fine when, you know, Count Vertigo yeah. gets dazed because I'm like, I, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me that his new power set is or even how it works or even how it's presented in and, this but, issue. And my, my issue is two issues now. We've had Count Vertigo just yelling, where's Roy Harper? Where's Roy Harper for just Green Hour to finally – Oh, he he's dead. It, well, it's, it, it's so he's weird. been taking all this time, and then Count Vertigo's just like, oh, Fuck. falls down. Like, oh no, over, done. That's well, it's, it. That's, that's the, worst the whole part. story. On top of the idea that I don't know the power, because I'm going to keep saying the worst part is the worst part. But uh, yeah. this whole thing, I would have liked something because maybe there is some connection to this whole thing where you know Oliver tells us just in a bit of dialogue, you know. He doesn't like that's the thing is Black Canaries are like, why is he yelling Roy Harper, not code names? This makes me yeah. feel weird though, but he didn't know Arsenal, just Roy. He, he met him in Roy. a flop house after I yeah. it's hard to talk about, but he helped he helped Roy when I couldn't. And the whole idea is that he Roy then betrayed Count Vertigo, and that's yeah. why he's going after but the whole idea, he didn't know Arsenal, only Roy Harper, but he did know Speedy because he yeah. has fought Speedy. And the idea that he would go and do this and the whole idea I just Maybe this is something that was in continuity after, oh, my God, my ward is a junkie. Maybe this happened. Man. I don't know it. I didn't read it. I would have liked a little bit more leading up to it maybe. I know you only have three issues because Jackson uh, and Kelly – I mean, uh, Lansing and Kelly Lansing are just jumping Kelly. in for the finish off this whole thing. But it is too just out there and like, okay, I guess because you said it in one bit of dialogue, it's supposed to make sense of being continuity. Well, my, my whole deal is, I don't get like it, I said, from the beginning – this whole idea that his powers evolve so that he can affect everybody, make a landscape of Seattle that's upside down and turn inside out, oh, ended MCS up meaning no- it. it ended up meaning nothing. Yeah, it was just for something to happen. It was for, for a a visual. visuals to I have just wish it they had a go better on for that visual. But, but two issues of it. That's all we got uh, until the last three pages of what. Roy's dead. Oh, no. Goes down on his knees. You know what? I feel bad. Then Oliver hits him and they take him away. There there you go. He's gone. It's done. That's the whole and story. And even on top of that, this Jace Riot character that does nothing for in last issue or this issue, it's still getting panel play. And I don't understand why, because nothing this character is doing is affecting our story at the time. It's just someone with a name and a face that Oliver can save every now and again, who yeah, Jace doesn't give a and, shit about. And then just disappears. Yeah. You know, she's there, just disappears. You have, you know, Count Vernigo. Ah, what do you think? You, you're going to, you know, hit me with arrows. Ha <laughs> ha What do you think you're going to do about that? Hit you with arrows. And then the whole, why are you protecting a junkie? Oh, oh, and then, like you said, you have to go this roundabout way to explain, oh, he only knows Roy, he doesn't know Arsenal, he knows this, he doesn't know that. But the whole all thing, this, he no. knows that your connection to Roy Harper, though, you can't say he doesn't know Arsenal, or at least yeah, he could say Speedy, if we're still going with that, but... I I, I, I want to know if this is in continuity. I want there to be an editor's note. See 1970, whatever. Just yeah. tell me what the hell is going on. Because him just saying this whole thing, I'm like, 
that, that kind of sounds like an interesting story. I wish we would have. But again, got. this is the the thing that you have that gray area of the New Fifty Two of Rebirth of stuff that would have happened in the years before that we'd never got even in this I continuity didn't see that it it happened in last continuity. That's what I'm saying. And so you can go with it. I, I can go with it. But it's just again, there's just not much to the story. It's all pomp and circumstance. It's all supposed to be this wow moments of this Seattle and, being transformed. See, and I'm not even. It's so that, bad because I just wanted to see Count Vertigo and Green Arrow commiserate over the death of a friend. But even I'm saying making Count Vertigo this character, it's really forced. And even when we finally do get the idea of what I want, it's over in a second because Count Vertigo has to say some backhanded comment, which then Ali flips the fuck out and punches him in the face. Well, and and just yeah, just the thing is, you have a commiserating that is three panels. That's yeah. it. Is Allah? He's dead. They both. Oh, they both look down on the ground. Because I'm oh, sad. Man, Roy's you, death. I want yeah, people yeah. in my comic book world to be as sad as me. If Again, not sadder, though, hopefully. I'm having the same problem that I had earlier with Batman. I had the same problem I had last week with the Flash Annual. Right. This shit happened seven months ago now. I, I'm pretty much, you know, Roy's dead. Okay, we saw him buried in this book. I, I don't need any more commiserating. I, I, I know so. that Oliver. That's all that's been going on and then you have to try to wrap it around in this window dressing of a you know mc escher type seattle thing that i can't even get behind because the art is awful i cannot stand javier fernandez's art i know i've heard some people on other podcasts say it's one of their favorites boy i I wish i could say that i'll start lying now he's great it's awesome. I'm telling you, I don't know people. at points if he is trying to make a transformation of Seattle. It was just his awful art. I can't tell. I mean, that's Count Vertigo's biggest uh, deal here. His power is to transform Seattle into the shittiest looking landscape I've ever seen in my life. So now it's filled up, you're the- telling me. And also, I'm just saying the way it's drawn. And also, when you get the commiserating, the faces there's no one but i can't even tell what's going you, on at the i don't one mind point the way when you have looks, Roy, but i don't want to oh see count vertigo look like no, this it's again. not even that at that one point where oliver is thinking back at the times he had with roy right you don't know what's going on and and roy, all of a sudden oliver what's with the lazy eye there buddy and just this up <laughs> what are they doing horsing around at the one you know, point guy stuff. it's like he's you know doing guy stuff that's what happens at <laughs> camp yeah, I just it just didn't do anything for me. I really read this and just at the end, like really, I just wasted a lot of time on, on this book. And I'm telling you, 30 seconds was too much time. And then at the end, you have, you know, Dinah just sitting there like, huh, I guess I'll go out on the porch and have myself a drink. Oh, no. What's this? Robots. A uh, delivery robot? It, what is this? A fucking robot mailman who shows up and is like, what, how did she get that letter? It shoots Does it out of his zip abs. out of his six pack? <laughs> it looks like it comes out of his goddamn One of those packs stomach. opens and gives you a letter. He's a real but mailman. How, how does that letter know. fly and she catches it? Thump. I, I don't know what happens. And then she opens. I love it, too. It's like. He is unstable. This combination puts millions of lives at risk. The government requests your compliance agent lands for the sake of national security. Green Arrow must be destroyed. Why do you have the letter then? I'm she telling you. up the letter and there's a picture of an arrow. I'm telling you, I love this confidential <laughs> because it's in a, it's in a, in a, a middle envelope that says confidential. She confidential. opens it up. It's only a picture of it's a green arrow. It's just a picture arrow. of a like, green arrow. <laughs> 
confidential. But the, the, the robot just told her exactly what you needed to know. I mean, what I wanted the next you panel that you don't this see. Picture of a no. green arrow. No. Now she I has made to it eat for it. you. You must eat it now. Just saying, it, it is looks flavored. Like a, it looks like a child's drawing you'd put up on the Paper refrigerator. Paper is murder. Yeah, it looks like a child's drawing because it's Javier Fernandez. I really think it's is a Christmas it? tree. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's what it is. You must kill Santa Claus. I don't, I don't know. It looks like a, a tent. The I do not <laughs> like tents. Camping sucks. I don't like it either. I'm right there with you, robot. Really? He says this out loud only to give a letter that says on it. Just imagine some, some person is jogging by over here. Is it now they're the, yeah, being assassinated by a robot it. in a trench coat? No, actually, it's like, I don't understand. Uh, I, I heard this robot in a trench coat <laughs> saying to kill Green Arrow. And then I didn't believe it until I saw the confidential arrow uh, in, in the envelope. Then That's I said, I got to get out of here. So I went to Metropolis. Like and then Amanda she Waller was on the react. street screaming about how sit- she works yeah. for Task Force yeah, X. Really. She's just sitting there. I like, too, that she's opening this this envelope. with. The, she's not even looking at it. The way the art is, she's still looking at this disappearing look, robot. What is she going to look at with this goddamn look thing? Look away. I would Don't look at the look robot, at too. Me. That it, trying to it, crawl it beams away. away. It beams away. Yeah. I'm more yeah, interested in this away. goddamn robot in a trench coat than a picture of an arrow. <laughs> I, here it is. Uh, uh, a, and actually, you say in a trench coat, pretty much is a trench coat. It doesn't have arms, it looks like, or, or legs. legs. I don't know it's what the drawing is. It's just a torso <laughs> with a, a, a thing. It's floating. It can shoot mail out of its six-pack, uh, you know, stomach and talk and then <laughs> teleport away. Who needs legs this when you is, have abs like this? I need a book about this character. He's not about leg day. Uh, yeah. It's he torso. Got rid of torso, I call him. You do not look at the robot. Look at the letter. Thump. <laughs> He's going around. He's just a mailman. That's all he is. Oh, terrible. Not but, the best. Uh, what did you give? But this? like I told you before, that like you know, there were panels in this that I didn't mind as much as I usually mind. Javier Fernandez's art. It is still bad. Don't get me wrong. I don't Says like. The, I don't like the style. But I also. Like I said before, the idea of this issue was something that I wanted because I wanted some emotion of Black Canary, Green Arrow, anybody for the idea that Roy yeah, Harper really is dead. Because we're not getting this. we're not getting anything out of uh, Red Hood and the Outlaw and some. Uh, it's speak. funny because I actually got the the opposite. I actually, by the end of this, actually was angry because it was forced. There was no reason for it. And we set up a whole bunch of issues with Count Vertigo for three panels. And I thought it was very forced, especially because I'm this saying, was I a want book again. Out of this but that's whole the thing. thing. The Bensons have been applauded of having the issue where you did deal with Roy's death. It was just they a, had a them funeral. It. it wasn't great. Yeah, but they had him funeral. And there was the emotions of Oliver saying, I'm never going to get over this and all that. It was my fault. It was this. You had all that. Only so what you're to telling this me is he still say, hasn't gotten over it. Well, still, you have Count Vertigo with a forced entry into this whole story. And even that the thing is that they can't even really tell the whole story because there's Count Vertigo. Uh, why? How did he die? C- can't tell you that there, old <laughs> Count Vertigo. What do you mean you can't Thankfully, tell me? Wasn't yeah. the heroine. Then, then the best was, did he die free? And he doesn't he even say it. he just looks up in the <laughs> sky. <laughs> What are you talking about? No, like I'm telling you, no. I like the idea of that. The execution wasn't there for what we got. So I ended up giving this a 5.5 out of 10. Man. 
I'm giving it an FU5. I-, I thought that this was complete and utter nonsense. It is obviously, hey, guys, and Lansing and Kelly, they are the finishers, as we oh, say. Yeah, the they're always thrown in. Now, I don't think that this will affect the next issue. I think that they're getting I'm, – I'm looking forward to the next issue to so see much. how they're going to deal with Dinah and Oliver with the box. But this just ended up – making it seem like this was nonsense and we didn't need it. Uh, You know, it just felt like filler, which it is. I'm not saying that it isn't. It is. I don't like to, I like to have the illusion that it means something. It didn't. I already saw the emotions. Uh, Like I said, we're dealing with something that happened seven months ago and I I don't need that nonsense now. So yeah, I give it an FU5. Uh, And we're going to continue on with the next issue, Eric. What is that? That is Deathstroke number 40, written by Christopher Priest with art by Fernando Passerin, Carlo Pagulan, Trevor Scott, Jordi Tarragona, Jason Paz, Jeremy Cox, and Sweet Willie Schubert. Sweet Willie Schubert. I, I like the art in this. Yes, uh, I. You are ending the whole, you know, is Deathstroke Arkham. crazy, yeah. the Arkham the, deal, the Arkham storyline. And it, to me, boy, God, it really, really feels really like. I really, really hope that this reads better in trade because now that, you know, Deathstroke's been a monthly series for a while yeah. now. There is so much little bits in this that they try to tie around to make you like, you know, think like, oh my God, that thing from three issue go- issues ago, it means something. But for what little it was, bats. it's been so long that I don't really <laughs> like, I know that they're doing like, when we, at the end, we have Robin talk about the Halon system and yeah. how they have new hiddenness on the steel or whatever this new steel. I'm like, I know that's supposed to mean something, but I don't remember what it was supposed now, to mean before. Here's the thing. We're going off to a crossover with the Teen Titans. Which I do so look forward yeah, to. Robin at the end. Yeah, I do too. And I look forward to it because I'm, I'm lost with this story anymore. You have all these things and it really felt like they, you know, that the, the the sales are better since the Batman crossover. The yeah. sales have remained up there. They are falling down now. And I don't know. And also when we see the sales, we we don't know behind the scenes of also orders. So DC is a little ahead of the game. It, it To me, it felt like they were like, you're losing it here, Priest. We got to get back. <laughs> we're going to have this crossover with the Teen Titans. Tie it up. Let, let's get this end because, boy, this issue, more than any issue that Priest has done in the past to me, feels like, all right, let's just get this over with. Let's This happened, this happened, that happened, this is that, this is that. And by the end, it, it seemed like an info dump, and it, it, I was confused at an most of it. An info dump, I'm telling you, the whole idea of Crazy Slade, I'm like, all right, I like the idea. But beyond, you know, the first two issues of the story arc, he started really losing me with what he was trying to tell me. Like yeah. the Polarians and Devin being like this, you know, black mask, not black mask, it's a uh, death mask. Going off into space. Like, this whole thing is crazy. I'm like, this can't be real. It had a fun aspect to it. But when you have the VR therapy sessions going on, you have, we're going off to freaking, you know, Rose dealing with the Willow possession with Two-Face. Yeah, there's just too much going on. It was stacked upon stacked. And they try to tell you, like, even the whole thing, oh, my God, how is there two two Two-Faces? Oh, this one guy? He told me one time he wanted to be a lawyer, so I made him Harvey Dent. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah. okay. And it's so just it meant nothing. Of, I got of, you. It's just there. And then even Hugo the, Strange, the resolution of Hugo Strange. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The whole yeah. idea and that he is not respected anymore since Batman caught him. So he's going to be respected again by getting rid of Deathstroke's humanity so Deathstroke will yeah. kill him. So it's death by Slade. I'm like, well, it's – we're dealing with Hugo yeah. and other books right now. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? And, and, like, yeah, it means it, nothing. It's crazy. I, I did like that. I think it was Ruben who ended up going and reading a bunch of other people's reviews uh, of this book. Uh, and most think that uh, Hugo's dead. 
they don't understand really? the idea that they're now, parasitic. Now, speaking of that, there's a lot of stuff going yes, on here where you have a lot of stuff that getting shot at. And the whole idea yes. is Deathstroke, ever since he's been in the Defiance squad, the hero stuff that he was doing, he yeah. has used paralytic bullets that give off a red gel to make it look like he has killed somebody. Makes it look like That is killed. used throughout this whole thing to make sure that nobody dies except for one except time. Except one guy. The Ventriloquist and, and Scarface end up shooting Mad Hatter a bunch of times in the yeah. chest with Scarface's little Tommy gun. And I'm like, yeah, they, that's not going to be paralytic bullets. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, ventriloquist gun does not have paralytic bullets in it. <laughs> I think that Mad and Hatter has to be dead. It's never going to be brought up again. But as far no. as I'm concerned right now, Mad Hatter no, was murdered in this. Here's the thing is, with this thing, you could have a lot of crazy things happen because people are going to be so confused <laughs> uh, throughout this whole issue that they're not going to just go like, oh man, did I just see the Mad Hatter? Everybody's head spinning because, yeah, you end up the Rose story that has been going on, the Willow Rose story that's been going on since the beginning of the series. We have 40 issues, almost of this, just ends. It just ends. Just this idea that, you know, Hugo Strange broke Two-Face out of jail so that he would go and kill off Joey and Rose to end Wintergreen to kill Slade's humanity, his tie to humanity, his hero connection that we had before. And then, you know, because of the flip of the coin, he thought he killed Joey, did not, but couldn't kill Rose because of the flip of the coin, which then means for some reason, well, I got to go and take you and get rid of this whole Hamung Willow possession. Yeah. But all it turns out to be, once we get to this, I I, I wish I could tell you where I I knew where this was. I just don't off the top of my head and it's going to sound awful if I start guessing, but the whole idea that we now to say, well, we did a shaman little dance. We did some hocus pocus. And now yeah. it's gone. I'm like, a shaman really? shook a stick at me. That's <laughs> how she explains what? it. She, it's like, you know, the voodoo shaking my stick. So yeah, essentially, that's you all just tell me the two face is still out and about. And none of the, nothing else yeah. really matters. Because yeah, even two-face, with that, they say uh, two face went back. with the wind. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think, that, could, that, I think that's over. It I could. just think it's over. I think that that's the whole deal. Like, eh, you know, and, and for all of this to continue to just have her mention to Joey, hey, uh, Hey, what about that? And I'm said, good. Shaman shook, Shaman shook the stick at me, and now I'm going to drink hot, warm milk. Uh, but yeah, the, like, the I, thing I was is, having though, so much problems as going through this issue because I'm like, all right, you know, the whole thing is nothing has been real. Everything that's like yep. that we've been shown throughout this, and even the VR sessions ends up meaning yeah. nothing in the long run. No, the whole it means idea nothing. Two two faces. It was just a double who was horribly scarred to make it I'm so two faces could two get out. Faces. I'm seeing double <laughs> two faces. The, but, the, the thing though that just imagine though before we go on just imagine if you ended up with slade in in arkham and all you dealt with was uh the plorians and the idea i i think we would have had a better story because that's the only thing that i'm interested in that's the only thing that was interesting to me in this whole deal and and with willow and with uh you know joey and wintergreen ai and all that just take a break from that for, you know, three issues, do this Plorian story and just have some fun because that's so much fun. But then it's everything surrounding it. Like I said, you know, everything going on with this crazy just, oh, here's what happened here, 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 here and here. And in the end, you end up like, eh, really? Even the that, idea that we spend happened. time to try to get to the psychology of Two-Face because when Rose tells yeah. him that, oh, you didn't actually kill Wintergreen and Joey. Those were actually paralytic bullets in my father. Tony, they used the paralytic bullet thing for a lot in this yeah. issue. But yeah, and it, it drives Two-Face nuts until the idea, well, that was fate as well. I'm like, you're spending a lot of time on this nothing when I need to deal with crazy Slade over here. And oh, wait, no, oh, more crazy. Oh, 
that meant nothing too because Hugo Strange just wanted to have death by su- uh, death, uh, death stroke. Yeah, death. But that's what pretty much is the then won't kill him. So he it. says, "Well, fuck it," and then shoots himself in the head, but with the paralytic yeah. bullet. So he's still alive. I'm like, oh, God damn it! Yep. I, yeah, I, I like once to, we get out of Arkham, point. everything comes together for me though. Yeah, well, Deathstroke's like uh, with Rose. It's just a quick deal. He's like, you know, you cheated. They always cheat. You know, she's like, don't. They? She starts going all Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon where she grabs a gun and puts it through her head and just cocks the thing. You really are crazy, like, okay. ain't you, Rose but Wilson? Yeah, but then out of nowhere, you just end, and now we have fun because now we're going to – now, again, you have Christopher Priest – trying to do the whole you know funny thing with uh with deadpool uh it's a little too over the top it's a little i don't mind it though because dev is this over the top character he is breaking the fourth wall he is he's acting breaking the fourth deadpool, wall but and he he's is supposed crazy, to be crazy so exactly so i know i don't mind it just i don't know that people understand that whole concept that the reason why a character like a harley breaks right. the fourth wall a, a reason why joker seems to know that he's at points in a comic well, book world like is Red because Tool they in are the harley insane. series the whole yeah. thing is he was a ploy on Deadpool. It was just a kind of an inside joke for just to throw out there. This was a guy who emulates Slade Wilson. He wants to be like yeah. it. So he has a costume very similar, but he's also crazy. So what do you have when you have that? Oh, you have when Rob Liefeld created Deadpool, who was just Slade Wilson. But now he's Slade Wade Wilson, Wilson. Which you even have it like, oh, man, Mr. Liefeld, he's got the type of, it gets too much. <laughs> now, there was a little weird thing. Uh, that it made me laugh. Oh, and I don't know if you even thought of it, but at one point Rose does say to 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 Two Face, "Man, you should be a priest." And for for some reason, because we keep saying that Christopher Priest goes by priest, I'm like, right. is he doing something with that? Too? Never once like, thought about he, it. And it was weird the way she like said it really out in the air like you you think you're a priest i'm like is he getting all fancy uh but yeah the whole thing is the wraparound of you know you have the play on deadpool which was created and was kind of a deathstroke deal so the yeah. idea in this world of, i hope that they don't sue us oh really they're they're gonna try to sue us like it, that was funny but it was just out of nowhere and, yeah. and just you know we hadn't really seen much of that but and it just is there know, and then they go and fight going the over the top and the idea yeah, that just we go to central over park the top, though. because we're finally getting back to the plurians I'm like oh my god this is still something a thing that we're dealing with because you know dev is still their death mask and like yeah there is a tracking device that we can go and hone in on the signal of the plurians to stop it from ever happening oh my god it's over here in central park come on Slade, we got to take yeah. care of this why is it pointing towards this homeless guy's shopping cart <laughs> It must be know. in there. I, I, I'm telling you, the whole idea that we go in there, they are the homeless people in Central Park are Plurians in disguise. The invasion has already begun. Maybe. No, no, I'm telling yeah. you, there's yeah, no maybes not, about but, it. It's not. I'm, I, but that's the weird. thing. I don't. I just don't understand fully why they both see it that way. But you well, know, is you that even there? Slayed. Which I'm telling you, it's the thing. He has to know. be that's there the because thing. Joey was interacting with him. Everybody's interacting. Yeah. Not, not Joey. That's what Hussan. I'm saying. It gets Hussan confusing. Was interacting with, yeah, so, but Hussan he can say to be in the way. And the whole idea that the Wintergreen AI, which is 
back in action again. We don't know if that's yeah. a real thing or if it's just Slade yeah. still being crazy. He is seeing these homeless people become these Polarians. He is doing what Deathstroke does. He is killing the shit out of them. And at no. the end, Dev is Zeta beamed away. Deathstroke doesn't even seem to really notice or care. But when we have Robin no. go and inspect the whole, you know, Arkham cell. that he killed, killed he, 15. He escaped homeless Arkham Asylum. And within an hour, he killed 37 yeah. homeless people. I'm like, holy now, shit. Now, that's interesting. Right? Exactly. That's I can't interesting. wait. Now, again, is it? it's a weird deal because – and just before I say this, there's the one panel where he has that knife through the, the Plorian's mouth yep. up to its head. And I yep. can only imagine oh that this guy. But uh, the thing to me is you've had the Defiant Squad. You've had the whole deal with that. You had uh, Slade being a good guy, trying right. that out. Now, you always do have – yeah, Slade's a bad guy, but he always has the sense of honor or whatever – the end with the Plorians to me felt a little forced so that you can have the Teen Titans go back against him again. Like we had the Titans and the Teen Titans before, you know, they're going to fight. Uh, it just seemed like a forced way so I that Damien has well. a reason to go. Because I just, we've been why dealing with it so it, long. Though? It wasn't out of nowhere. It's something that we've been leading no, I'm up just to saying, the entire though, time. It, it's because he set it up the whole time. But the thing is, why would you do this where he's killing people when you did a whole run, which was based on him trying to be the good guy and trying to not kill people and try to do something different? And I don't think Christopher that Priest. Well, that's the him. thing. I don't think Christopher Priest, but they're not aliens. And I think that Christopher or a priest was trying to make it so well i have to have him kill somebody but i can't have him really think that he's killing him so he came up with this idea of these aliens which they're not they're homeless people agreed and it looks but like I think he's it was insane. all set up and works well throughout the story that we're dealing with to get to the point where look he just killed 37 people out of after he escaped the looty ben we got to get on this guy well that's what i'm saying that but the problem is is he had to have a way that the Teen Titans would go after him, and right. there was no way, so he forced in this whole deal that he thinks he's killing aliens. And yeah, it was funny, but by the end, it's not forced. Uh, again, that was set it's up. just no. I'm saying it's forced to. It was set up though only to go to fight the Teen Titans because if he didn't do that, he just escaped Arkham. You, you wouldn't have a crossover that he's been told he has to do. So he sets it up, but it just, to me, you pretty much go against everything that you wrote in 40 issues to show that he killed homeless guys uh, you have set up a whole run where you were trying to make it that he was this different guy only to end up at 40 issues just saying ah well whatever they have to fight the teen titans so we'll make them kill homeless guys i just thought it was uh, kind of a i think the book's ending soon anyway right. it just was you know th this whole setup now anything that happened to the fine squad anything he never can say oh i didn't kill anybody or i haven't he has though he doesn't think he did so you right. try to play it both ways i I just and even if he goes back, I don't think he's really going to mind killing folk again. Yeah, I just that's even not when what Christopher Priest has been about. Even when though. he was setting up the Defiant Squad, he was killing folk in order to get you know. I mean, you know, the, in the, this, the Defiance in into this, it. you could have had him kill fifteen people, but you had to keep saying these paralytic bullets because you don't want anybody to really die uh, with him. And so, and even then, even at the point where that doctor, like, oh man, she Candace, yeah, they she even died. Make, they, they, I don't know because they even make it like I don't know if she's dead. So I don't know that she is. I believe I, she is. You know, By everything that everybody said in this, she turned. She ended up. Hugo tricked him into killing her. Yeah, the only person who ends up really saying much about it is Dev, who probably isn't even real. Even though, like we said, he interacted with like people, Hussan but, and everything. Yeah. Like That's the only thing that like Dev has to be real because he's interacting yeah. with people outside of Deathstroke and who aren't crazy. 
Yeah, but then he Zeta beamed away, which uh, doesn't really so make weird. sense either. And his, you know, the Wintergreen AI again. We don't know if it's real, but the, that AI can't see anything that that's been going on. He's like, "There's nobody here. There's it's, homeless guys." And like, so there's we'll no aliens. Deathstroke. I'm like, "Ooh, yeah. where's things are going?" Yeah. Especially so up we'll see. But I when just, Robin shows I'm, up, he's talking to Wally West at the end when he's inspecting Slade's, you know, Arkham Asylum cell. They are trying to tie stuff up with like when he first escaped and they first got zapped yeah. by the Plurians away and stuff. I, I just don't remember exactly what they're trying to tell me here because it's been so long and it really everything has been so weird and crazy on purpose. I'm like, I, I, I can't follow along anymore. I can't wait for when the Teen I, Titans go up against Deathstroke. I, I have no interest in this book anymore. I am completely done with it. I, oh, I, I look really, forward to the next arc. Nah, nah, I don't. I, I'm done with it. Uh, but what would you give it? I gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art and I really look forward to where we're going. It's just... It took a lot for us to get to what we have here, and a lot of things weren't tied up as well as I would like. Like I said before at the beginning of this, I really do hope that it reads better in a trade. This, this monthly mm-hmm. thing for what Christopher Priest was giving us, it was a bit hard to follow at times. Yeah, I, I've completely given up on Christopher Priest. The stuff that he did in the Spider-Geddon thing over at Marvel was garbage. Mm-hmm. I just I don't like anything that he does. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I give it a four. And I could give it an FU5, but yeah, I don't even like it that much. I, I'm pretty much just completely done. I He confuses everyone just to confuse them, uh, then dumps all this stuff on. I just, if it was up to me, I would never talk about this book again. But <laughs> there we go. If, if we did, we were running out of books to talk about. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, this was one of the ones that when I talked about the beginning, just it, it just depresses me even having to talk about it. I just don't even know why. But there you go. That is it. Now I'm depressed again. We're going to go off now (laughs) to some mail. Hopefully some mail pick us up. I don't even know. We don't, uh, as we're recording, I don't even know if we're going to have a more mail section. So yeah, it's just misery. But let's go off to that. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Mail, mail with Jim Right here on Weird Science And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mail with Jim Mail, mail with Jim Hello Weird Science Gonna hear me with Jim. Hello, Weird Science. Hello, Weird Science. There you, you go. You're just Thank sitting you, there bored, Dan. aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> just I was waiting just for grabbing, the sun to get done. <laughs> just grabbing some stuff. It's so funny. I'm such limited uh, sound effects that I, I play like a, uh, it's a pick them and choose them here. It's dealer's choice as I go. So I had to get rid of Jess's, edit this out, and able to get, hello, Weird Science. There you go. I could have just done it myself, Eric. I, I am a, I, I am quite the sound guy and quite the, well, I was going to say ventriloquist. I don't know why I was going to say that. <laughs> Hello, Weird well, I never science, believed there was right? a real Dan. I thought it was you the whole time anyway. Right here on Weird Science. Where is Mama Mia? There you go. Is, isn't that what he's all upset yeah, about? Yeah. What's Dan upset about lately? Have you, I have not you seen usually anything give Dan me, lately. Really? Any, 
Yeah. At I one point, Dan was fashioning himself quite the photographer, quite the photog he was. The uh, novelist yeah. photog, freaking, yeah. you know, YouTube yeah. sensation. He's, he's everything. That, he is everything all rolled up into one. Hello, Weird Science. Wh- where's Ryan? Anybody <sighs> hear from him? Somebody no. check on that guy. <laughs> Don't knows? do it. I know. Oh, I hope that he listens here. Uh, if he is, if that was... Yeah, really, we we've had people come and go in our lives, our podcasting lives, you know. Oh. And a lot of times, you know, you end up having things, you know, work out in a bad way or whatever. And so, if there is the just slimmest chance that Ryan's listening, I hate your fucking guts. There you go, Eric. How about that? Is that oh, guy getting times. things off? Oh, where are yeah, the pills? Yeah. Just you know, him and Jim Zub. They they have a level of hell you know, only reserved in my up. mind for them. <laughs> Ryan Jim's up, and that asshole told us that we didn't need another DC comic site or podcast. These guys all are there at some point in hell uh, of my personal hell that I dream up. Eric, you're one in your guy, own personal hell. How dare you? <laughs> I'm living hell every fucking second. And I'm telling you, I look in the mirror and I I look like living hell is the bad part about it. I'm like, I don't know what level Dante would say I am. It looks like I'm every one of them. You're the George Romero level. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, really. I'm like, hey, Dante, which level of hell am I right now? Every one of them. Hey, every one of them. That's what you are right now. It is. I mean, if you hear different, you're wrong. I'm the only I took time. Hey, what is up with this? Uh, The leaning tower of Pisa. There you You know, it's funny. (laughs) I got a freaking uh, I got a little bot bot here. Transformer bot bot. That's a cannoli that transforms into Marlon Brando. And Uh, and I'm sitting here playing it out as you do your voices. Uh, If it's a cannoli that turns into Marlon Wayne, then I'd be in there. The the plot father. Hey, hey, take the cannoli, leave the guns. That's the wrong quote. It's a sassy transformer right here. (laughs) That is. That's a transformer. (laughs) Hey, take your energon cubes and shove them where the sun don't shine. Oh, you hear that, Burger Tron? You got it. You hear that? Hey, (laughs) hold the lettuce. There you go. That's for Burgatron. And called the last. <laughs> yeah, what do you think that a Transformer uh, on Cybertron, if they had a right. burger joint there, uh, what would the burgers be made of? Would they just be Energon? Energon. Is everything yeah. Energon? Oh, yeah. Eh, that's, that's what they consume, sense. Energon cubes. It, it reminds me of that goddamn Vibranium over in Marvel. Everything's Vibranium. What about Adamantium? Eh, screw that. You don't even hear that much. Everybody, anytime you mention Animanium, uh, next thing I hear is people yelling about bone claws. That sounds sexy. I don't know what they're talking about. Pete you know, from I actually, think they kind of, I actually think they kind of went away from that just because they didn't have the rights to Adamantium that was over at yeah. Fox. So, like, yeah. you know, they bone were going Vibranium in the movie. So, yeah, let's vibranium. do Vibranium everywhere else. Eh, vibranium. Really, vibranium. Pete from NYC is the first male here. What's up, Pete? Hey, it's a Peter from NYC. I see him on the street with his bagels. And the pot father. <laughs> bagels. Pete from NYC says, What up, Quakertown Comet? Spray up, and the fresh cup. Poop, 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 poop. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I am jacked up on Mountain Dew, Eric. I haven't had I'm Mountain pills. Dew in a long time. Uh, I, I don't like. Uh, the code red I used to like, it ended up turning into more of a dessert than a drink to me. It's way too sweet. <laughs> That's how we do it in Quaker Town. It, code red's it, was like, it was like a dessert. It didn't feel like it or taste like a drink. It was way too sweet. Kind of like you. 
A few Thank random you. things. Jim's fondness of young characters has set off the creep alarms as he was always talking about Cassie's hair on the spotlight this week. Was I? I, I think <laughs> I don't that I like that, but you know what? I kind of assume you might. She had nice hair. I think that they did a really good job showing the hair. He sounded like wrong turn talking about the killing. I like the hair. <laughs> You're my boy blue, but you are way too into teens. I, I just I, I want to relive. Here's the thing. Is it wrong like a Michael Jackson yes. want to relive yes. his youth? Yes. Did that ever yes. go wrong? Yes. <laughs> it yes. did? I'm not going to stop saying uh, yes. It, it did not. I, I mean, I, I just. Uh, if I had, be a grown-ass man, just go out and buy a bunch of toys and fill your rooms with them. Like a normal person, I, huh? You mean I can't go make a amusement park in my backyard and have a, a fucking ape named Bubbles? That's not what I do. What you a fu- Here's to the next one. What a fucking monkey paw. Reggie finally stopped singing, but now he's got his horrific rhyme time bullshit. I know Eric hates it. I heard him throw shade at it, too. Get me I'm back. Saying, we get know my it's back here, Shay. It is, that's, the thing. that's the best is the one time you did say, like, we know it's rhyme time. and He is going with that. Uh, that doesn't mean you hate it or like it or whatnot. Get my back here, Shay. It is truly awful and embarrassing. That's, that's what he says. <laughs> they're, they're, well, this is the thing. Now, Pete from NYC, he's not even a fellow New Yorker with Reggie. Reggie's, uh, you know, moving in Salem. Uh, so now he really probably hates him. Speaking of one Eric Shea, I swear, no bullshit. Eric is my hero. This is the best. Right. I'm not allowed to like teen characters, but you're allowed to be a goddamn kid. He has achieved everything child. I had wanted in my life. No responsibilities. Play with toys. Read comics. Eat three double whoppers in a sitting. That'd be amazing. Meat is murder. Meat is murder, you told me. Are you going to get one of them veggie uh, whoppers? There was a girl that I knew that I worked with. There was a girl that I worked with that told me there was a veggie whopper way back when I was in West Virginia at college. And that was the point where you could not get like a not dog. They did not have those options. So I'm like, the hell are you talking veggie burger? And what it was was basically the Whopper without the burger. It, it was yeah. a lettuce and tomato sandwich. She was full of shit is what she yeah, was. She was. And full of lettuce and tomato. I guess. Speaking <laughs> and not of, Jim. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Good thing, too. I'll tell you what she had later. We all know. It rhymes with enital orts, Eric. (laughs) It does. I I found that out later. I'm like, ooh, I dodged a bullet there with my lack of personality and game. (laughs) Yeah. That's my shield, my lack of game. But yeah, I heard that. That was actually when I I got to West Virginia, they handed out all these pamphlets, and pretty much all of them dealt with genital warts, which was like, it it was running rampant in West Virginia. I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goes to work when he feels like it. It's my freaking fantasy. I love that he just doesn't give a shit. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't. Fuck right. reviewing damage. <laughs> Fuck the Marvel podcast. <laughs> Fuck Patreon. <laughs> it's so awesome, he says. Yeah, really. It's awesome, all right. And then you see me under the avalanche begging, <laughs> where is he? Should mention a little bit about books, I guess. Lately, I've been reading a ton of old runs, filling the gap of my knowledge, which lands somewhere between G.I. Joe issue number 100 and Rebirth number one. The late 90s, early 2000s seemed like an awesome time to be reading. Did people reading books at that time agree? Or do I have the benefit of reading them in trade and cherry picking the best runs? I had a good time reading them. I'd probably say that's every era, though. It's like everything. If, If you do get to go back at this point... You know, 10 years from now, people will grab some stuff. Are we, are we, we going like to see it. how great the 2010s were? 
Yes. 10 years from now, will someone say the same thing if, if they read Doomsday Clock, Metal, and Justice League? I don't think so, but let's discuss. As another great man, Eric the Midget used to say, bye for now. And he says That's he's Eric Audie. the actor. Yeah, he's Eric the actor. Bye for now. Bye for now. And, and Audie, like Eric the actor. I'm Audi 5000, I, he said. What? <laughs> and like Eric the actor, when I get my performing jobs, I will not associate with werewolves either. No, what you a strange guy. Also, you, you'll also yell to people, I'm club fucking footed is what happens and and maybe even threaten to rub people out yeah i there was one of the times when i was listening on series the howard stern but we were listening out and tanya not a big fan but eric the actor called in and basically was talking uh there was some voicemail he left that he wanted to get some guy killed it was crazy it was so funny uh but that is pete from nyc but i do think that people 10 years from now look back now and say oh my god this harley book is great the next uh, mail is Brandon. Brandon says, sup, fellas? Disappointment sup, of the week. You didn't make Eric talk about Jack Kirby characters. You can't. There's another one. There you go, Pete. <laughs> Pete's like, yep, there it is. Another one. Fuck that. Nobody wanted to talk about it. <sighs> Fuck that. <laughs> you can't grant Eric that kind of freedom. That would be like the boss at work only expecting Eric to work three days a week instead of five. You know, <laughs> three was the expectation. You'd be lucky if he showed up for one. Because you know, it, it, Eric turns the female furies, turns into Justice League annual because the new gods make an appearance. Where does the madness end? Kidding, of course. I just wanted to hear you both lose your minds so I can play back repeatedly. Oh, and Eric <laughs> sigh over and over again since Richard Richardson is dead now. <laughs> Rumor has it eaten by wolves, maybe werewolves, Eric, in his oh, backyard no. since the Weiner line was canceled on the next Jim as issues with his wife podcast. I need you to bring up a topic near and dear to me at this moment in time. Please get Tanya talking about this documentary. I just watched on Netflix called abducted in plain sight. There is no way she doesn't know about this true crime thing here. And I want to know all about the nonsense, but I'm much too lazy to look into it myself. If there, if you or anyone else hasn't checked it out, it's one hour and 30 minutes of sheer craziness. White people are weird. He Sure are. Are black label titles even a thing anymore? Are they all stealth canceled or what? Can anyone shed any light on this? Because I'm confused. I think that the uh, next one is going to be that Last Night on Earth, that Scott Snyder book. I think uh, him and Greg Capullo are doing. Uh, did the Batwang kill it? Well, since the Batwang, we've actually had one of the issues of that book. So it hasn't completely Rapping killed it. Rapping at the, the, the schedule is weird for these, and they're just kind of coming out. Why does anything semi-interesting DC tried to do turn into a pile of shit at their feet, yet they have no problem putting out books, which are basically sexual harassment pamphlets, Well, instead of using stock photos, they use Dark Side and the Furies. Shots fired, Eric. Final <laughs> note, the fact that Dan DiDio eats at Burger King surprises nobody at all. <laughs> but Batman, this issue was a mess story-wise, but hey, at least it's not a Tom King mess, right? So plus one for that off the bat. Bat in quotes, Eric, you get it? However, I think at this point, I would rather have Steve Orlando it. pen this crossover than Joshua Williamson. Yeah, I said it. Hear me out here. If Steve did it, at least we'd have a uh, jolly old time yucking it up as everyone listens to and discusses things while we laugh our asses off of the sheer craziness of everything happening. I ended up getting into a bit of a discussion on the Slack chat because I said this last issue of The Green Lantern could have been written by Steve Orlando and then everybody oh, yeah. would have flip-flopped and said it was all but because it was Grant Morrison, they loved it. But boy, it had very Steve Orlando-esque dialogue. But 
I'm going to go and reverse that. I realize now that all the time that we've done this, Steve Orlando was trying to ape Grant Morrison all along, and I just never got it. Those you know, big ideas. Wound up. Yeah. Instead, we get JW, who will all uh, bore the pants off us with paint by numbers nonsense. That's what I thought before some MacGuffin <laughs> is pulled out of the whatever force in the end, and nobody has any fun at all. Bonus, if you don't want to deal with it, off go off to it goes to the Orlando Zone for Jeremy to thrill us with. I mean, who loses under those circumstances? Jeremy is finally going to be back with the Orlando Zone next week. I believe nice. we have Electric we Warriors. We got Electric Warriors. We just yeah. haven't had any of the books. They kind of get clumped together in the month. So Justice League, and he was sick too. He was really sick. Sure was. Month. Justice League. This was, and his wife got hurt. He had some problems. January was not kind <laughs> well, to the Doll family. No, Justice League. This was the only other DC book I got this week, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it better than Batman, that's for sure. At least we got Scott Snyder back in action, setting up Act Two or whatever he calls it. So I'm going to give it the one more arc from here. And if it still doesn't make any sense, I think I'm done. And up on eBay it goes. That, that's the end. That's the graveyard of every bit of uh brandon's collection i just eBay. love the idea i go out and i buy these books and if i don't like it then i put it there's so much work to his comic book collecting because he, he's always going out and buying stuff and then trying to sell it right afterwards yes i was coughing eric <laughs> tell me a little more about that <laughs> no i'm good now just I'm the back. idea though I, like i was the, just the ready whole... to cough and you, yeah i'm like he's gonna can end you, that can you met can you imagine, though, that whole idea where you're constantly just going back and forth to the post yeah, office and comic book shop no. just to kind of like appease your collection? I did say to him after recording last night, uh, after telling you that I was done, uh, yeah. I ended up uh, messaging him. And I said, boy, these books are really depressing me, this DC stuff. And he's like, yeah, I think he only has two books on his pull list now anyway. And one is Justice League. So because it's Justice League and the Batman Who Laughs, I think, are the only ones that really is on the pull. Uh, I do so, look forward to the Batman Who Laughs next week. Yeah, that's next week. So you know, what, are you, what are you, stepping on our toes here? You, you burying the lead? That's later. That's not male time talk. How dare you? Look, you know How if we're dancing together, you? you're going to be standing on my toes. That is true. Dancing like I'm a little girl at a wedding. Yep. <laughs> It's so oh, sweet. It'd be so cute. I'd be there throwing <laughs> flowers around and stuff. But that is the end of mail section number two. I'm sure I freaked out Pete from NYC with that image. Uh, but we'll leave you with that and I go off it. to we're, we're going off to rhyme time. It's time to go off to Reggie's section. All right, we're here with Reggie. Uh, hey, Reggie, you've brought Hello. two books with you. Uh, your big yeah. book we did on the Patreon Spotlight, which was The Green Lantern. Uh, so, like twins, I believe we're left with the Danny DeVitos of, oh. of, of your books. <laughs> the, the shit left over. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants the Danny DeVitos. I want the Danny stuff. DeVitos. Uh, uh, that's you what I want. Them. The pavement was his enemy. Uh, that's all I need. Uh, the little Danny DeVito. <laughs> that's not Danny DeVito. I know. I know. Uh, what was? What did he say? What was the uh, the uh, shirt that Arnold got? Uh, and then he kept saying, "Bad to bad the to bone." The bone. Yeah, yeah. These aren't bad to the bone. Uh, yeah, you have two books here. We have Harley and Suicide Squad Black Files. Uh, and in the meantime, we are going to hear Jolly Drew very mad at us because he said oh, no. that we weren't going to be talking the female furies, but yet we're talking this dreck. As what he said, and I, uh, I just told I gotta, him. I got to say, I was talking to Chris, and he said he was stunned yeah. that the site didn't cover it. No, nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to do it, and I don't blame him. It was no. a it was a landmine uh, book 
that if you don't like, you'll be accused of things. If you do like, you'll be accused of things. We we stayed away. Stayed away. But, yeah, nobody yeah. – I, I asked a couple people if they wanted to do it, and nobody wanted to. Once they got a hold of it, nobody wanted to, though – who knows? Maybe we'll hear a little bit of talk about it tonight. We, we'll never know until it happens, right? I actually got – in the meantime, I got a know. hold of Jolly Drew and asked him if he wanted to come on with me, and we will talk about it. He has not got me back a second time to, to pick a time, but maybe, maybe we'll maybe, talk about maybe it. Maybe St. Patreon will come on maybe. with you. That'd be nice. Yeah, he, he really liked it, so I, I do want to talk to somebody about sure. it who liked it, but – uh, we're going to talk about two books that I didn't like. I know Reggie, you didn't like them, and I can't say anything for Eric. He's all got right. he ha, he has awful taste. It is oh. what usually oh. happens. I, the guy the guy goes vegan one day and then has no taste the other. Boom, there you go. Oh. Yes, but uh, what is the first book, Reggie? It is Harley Quinn number fifty eight. Writer is Sam Humphreys. Art by John Timms and Alex Sinclair. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. To the conclusion of the series, we all should leap. This issue was written while half asleep. Batman goes with Harley to clear her name, though he thinks she's guilty, so please explain why she'd be in the Batcave or in the plane. It seems like her new name's Harley Wayne and Quinn Cuff Bats, but that's not tough. In Heroes and Cryfus, Harley fucked him up. No, so don't forget that. If you think that's unlikely that Harley Quinn could cuff Batman, I direct you. Yes. Well, here we go. There you go. I said that a lot of these books, what's getting me down is it does feel like the DCYOU right before Rebirth, the, uh, you know, the landscape of story before continuity. And I said that the continuity hasn't, well, there you go. There's some continuity. There you (laughs) go. And at at the end, though, I laughed because. From Heroes in Crisis applies here also. That's nice. But at the end, when they're like, hey, I'll get Batgirl to give you a ride. Hey, I ain't hanging with no Batgirls. How about a train girl? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the, the problem I have with this book, and we've had this problem since Sam Humphrey's been on. I, I have not been a fan, neither of you, Reggie. Eric has been a little bit more. Uh, I like some ideas there. Yeah, they well, weren't executed properly like in Green is, Arrow. With, with me, Sam Humphreys, uh, overall, boring writer. He is a boring-ass writer. This book should not be boring. If anything, this book should be wacky to the point where you're like, whoa, 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 let's get a story. I, we've had that yeah, sort of Harley absolutely. where you're like, man, you know, dumb down the jars, you know, stop the jokes. Like, to, He seems to be more interested in story, which that's fine if the story was anything. This story is boring, but yet again, I see online all these other reviewers, 10 out of 10s out the wazoo, and I do not know what they're reading, and it actually gets me angry that that this book is going to be looked at in five years as one of the best reviewed books, the score of the, you know, this little bit of section of the, you know, DCU. And it is, it keeps getting, you know, multiple times. I, I, I don't, for every I don't issue. get it. It's, it seems to have gotten so boring and expanded yeah, at this boring. point. It's just like, you know, I find myself, my, my mind wandering and I have to reread over and over because I just not glued in to no. the book, which is, a, which is a sign that, I'm totally starting to check out on this thing. It's just, it, there are a lot, of, I have a lot of problems, you know, Eric Shea type problems with continuity. Ooh, like, yes. why would Bat, why would Batman, even, even if Batman had decided to team up with Harley to clear her name, even though he says she's guilty practically to the very end, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. 
Why would he let her into the Batcave? Why yeah. he could let her into any million other Why satellites? Let everybody things? into the Batcave. Yeah, yeah, it, it does seem like it does seem like there's a there's a, a cart launching it in. But he's a guy who thinks that she's a murderer and he's letting her fucking ride the dinosaur. Why? Also, yeah. I think this is this is important too. Why does Harley care what Batman thinks? Yeah. Since yeah. when is that a thing? She never gave a shit before. No, and you know, it's just thrown in here because a, they want to make. Her into a hero, and this is the problem: is we've had this before. We had this. The whole run of Palmiati and Connor was all about Harley wanting to be more than just a villain, wanting to be more. They they did a big thing where she pretty much said goodbye to the Joker finally, and then was with Power Girl where she was a hero, and just in general, what she was doing was being the hero, but always doing something a little bit wrong because yeah. she's Harley. And, that's, that's you the know, comic book, you know, yeah, and that, and, 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 and I'm not end yeah. up murdering people too is another yeah. aspect of character. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it was the greatest thing ever, but this is to me a boring watered down version of it that by the end you're just getting like, I, I, I get a Harley book. If I was buying this, if it was on my pull list, I'd get it for the fun of it. That's what the character is, fun. Uh, you know, you get some jokes, even not jokes, but just fun. But Sam Humphrey seems to not know what anything fun is, and then he's trying to make this deal. He's trying to turn this issue, especially, into a Batman issue where, yeah. you know, we do see more detective work in this than the regular Batman run, yeah. which is screwed up. But it's not a great Batman issue, which also turns around and not a good Harley issue well, as well in Batman my mind. It Batman look like a dope yeah, uh, because of this whole thing because even after all the evidence, like he doesn't even know for all the experience he has, like, yes, this points to Harley Quinn, a little too Harley Quinn for yeah. everything that was the whole idea yeah. is. And for what he's known, it seems like we've almost taken a pause from what we were doing before. Like we should have had a new issue number one when Sam uh, Humphreys took over because we had, you know, the Palmiotti, Greg, yeah. and uh, Connor. We had the Frank Thierry, you know, Harley Quinn. And when he took over, since Tom King decided that this is for some reason is the Harley Quinn that's in continuity, if you look at the heroes in crisis, now it's Sam Humphrey's job to make this Harley Quinn the Harley Quinn that's actually in continuity with the rest of the book. So he now he has to make a more serious, less jokey, less out of nowhere. Yeah, I just think that he's not very fun. I actually think if you talk to him, he thinks he's making a fun book. I bet you I think, he, thinks think he thinks this is, this is hilarious. Real, yeah, I yeah. think that he thinks this is hilarious. And it's just not. You have a lot of opportunities in this to make it funny. Now, this is the problem is when you have Harley in a Batman or Batman in a Harley book, which it is, you have Batman as the guest star. The, the fun of it will be the hard-ass Batman, the Batman, no-nonsense Batman playing sure. off of Harley, Harley playing off him. But with this, Sam Humphreys goes the extra step, as Eric alluded to, of since it's Harley's book, you have to make Harley the smartest, most strong. Everything has to be Harley is the best. So Batman's just an idiot. Batman comes off yeah. as a doofus, and there's no reason for that. There's no reason. Yes, what you can do is is have an issue where Harley ends up solving a crime because she sees things a different way. She sees things a slanted <laughs> type of Harley way. And you kind of get that, but you don't. You just end up with point A to point B, skip point well, C, D, and E to get to F, and then just get more death men at the end. don't work out for That's me. That's what I mean. The whole thing started with Batman working with the police to find out who killed the doctor, and all this stuff pointed to Harley Quinn. He was looking into this. So when, you know, Harley Quinn and Batman are teamed up looking for more clues later on, and the GCP showed up and they start shooting at Batman, I'm like, he's working with yeah, you. We're beyond yeah. the point where it's the Batman versus the GCPD. He was just at the crime scene with your boss. What are you doing? Yeah. It's just crazy. And even and then, like 
it, it even bothered me go, for some reason that 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 giant that gigantic mallet it appeared out of nowhere. I'm telling yeah. you, I think she has the power to make call this thing forward. Like Artemis has the mistress. It might as well have like, her oh. have that power. Yeah, they, they might it as well let it. Pulls it out of her booty. I mean, I, I I would forgive that. That's something to be honest. That might happen in the uh, Palmiotti and Connor run, and you would just let it go because there was always so much wacky cartoonish shit happening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Continuity, silly comic. You know, yeah. another, another. Th- I mean, you talk about missed opportunities. I think one of the biggest ones is. In the early in the book, she slaps the uh, bat manacles on her and Batman to they're linked together. They have to work together now. They you know they're it's like a which is like a classic buddy cup. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so so here's your opportunity to have like one guy guy one somebody has to go to the bathroom or you know yeah. oh god how are we gonna Harley starts singing Roxanne yeah you, you can do all that never happens I forgot it was even in play until the end of the book. There's a point when they dive out of the bat plane and she like kind of pulls Batman after. I was like, oh, right. They're, they're stuck together. I yeah. didn't even remember it because yeah. it never really comes up. It's yeah. so, and, and the, why? Why even bother? At with the it? beginning, you have the whole, you know, Harley talking to us, breaking the fourth wall. Batman doesn't like it. And he, uh, Humphreys makes it seem as if this is something new. That he and has does it brought through up. the M. Clatterbuck character that's yeah. right, doing the Harley Quinn comics, yeah. and I'm like, it never made sense to me how they was really really presenting that with the Johnny DC stuff we had. It was all just kind of thrown out there, so yeah. just bringing it back here. I think he realized that nobody's really understanding this. That's why he had to stop what he was doing with that comic book thing and yeah. say, "Have Harley." Yeah, and it's so weird us, because well, break the fourth you end up with just that pretty much you know one page, one yeah. page of that Clatterbuck deal, and it's like. Really? Like, that's your joke that, that it's starting out? Because actually, if you're going to do this, I would have liked that art style throughout. I thought it was pretty cool. It looks like an old timey, you know, not as much, but more than the normal deal. But it's like almost like anything that he does, he, he has no confidence in and he shouldn't because it's not funny. And, and then you go, but yeah, she's like, Hey, everybody, this is what you call the fourth wall. Now, why I like the fourth wall stuff that Harley does, that explains to me why she is so pop culture centric and yes you get a sailor moon reference but all the there's nothing clever about any of the humor in this book it's all in your face just oh like oh that's because i was on the dark web getting the sailor moons oh no and it's just there's not fun to that fun is where you drop something and see if anybody knows what's going on or make it funny things like that and then lord deathman shows up at the end and again he is comedy gold if you can write him like that and this is just like the hey there it's me I'm dead. Yeah, there, it's just another about reminder of another missed opportunity in this run the, the, where it's just like, yeah. oh, right. The thing this about Lord Deathman that's hilarious is the idea that he does speak in that broken, you know, yeah. English, Japanese, English type deal as if he's been, you know, dubbed from a Japanese anime sort of thing, which would lead into that Sailor Moon where he should be saying stuff so sure, wacky be, and Batman could go. be like, what's going on? Right, wait a minute. I told well, you Sailor Moon. Understands. I know yeah. what's going on, and she would right, know. Right. It would tie right into what you've Look set up you as just, your you show. Just, just talking about it, you just wrote a better well, it's issue ridiculous. than ridiculous. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> what am I doing here? This now, I will tell you, the, the, sing, the single best panel in this entire thing that actually was the biggest joke as far as I'm concerned that actually got me to laugh is that the one point when you know, Batman and Harley are manacled together, yeah. they stop their running from the GCPD and stop all their stuff because Harley C 
sees a mother and a kid in yeah. trouble who's being assaulted by a stalker. And they go down and Harley is comforting this kid after walloping this guy. And we have a single panel of Batman looking well, on where a bunch pearls. of pearls are floating uh-huh. behind yeah. him. Like, now, again, Jesus. I thought the scene was way over the top forced, you know, that it whole was. deal. But the, it, just the idea, though, where the <laughs> jokes that he had, the biggest joke in my mind that he thinks that he had in this was when Batman said, all right, let's go to the bat jet. And then Harley's like, what, what do you call it? The, the, uh, the bat crop duster? The, the bat, bat goose geek? chaser? The, I can't fly like Superman machine? Right. These aren't funny. It's not funny at all. And then he's like, Quinn, it's called the bat jet. You know what you want to do? You want to make another joke that I just call it the Quinn jet? And make everybody laugh that you're breaking continuity into the yeah, whole there deal. Go. There you go. The Two Quinjet. The Boom. I just did oh, it yeah, in two yeah. things F- that would have been funnier than what's in this book. So Jesus the, Christ. So, somebody tell me what happens, though, because I already told you how I felt it was odd that we had the GCPD. Tell, you anything. tell me all about it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, the GCPD now. is you know, firing upon Batman and Harley Quinn as they're investigating the whole thing. That felt odd, but then... How does we get back to the point where now the GCPD are working with Batman and Quinn to have this Harley Quinn double outside of Arkham so Lord Deathman shows up? Yeah. Where is any of the – how do we get to any of these points where you it don't. makes any bit of he sense? He just throws things in there just to end. I, I swear to God, he spent so much on, oh, man, get this, the bad goose chaser. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, it took me three days to come up. What? I have a deadline. Oh, shit. I was busy doing these jokes. Yeah, just throw this you, th- deal. The, the only character it, it was two different shifts of the of the police department. The Quinjet, I say. The Quinjet. The Quinjet. That's all you need. I'm telling you, the only character that he seems to know that he could write was that goddamn stoner that was house sitting yeah, for the doctor. That happened, and I'm like, here we go. Now he's in the comic. Hey, I got my blunts. I'm going to get something blunt right upside his fucking head. This is just, it's not good. It's boring. It's, you're born. It's what it is. I like the art though. The art is really, really good. I I can't say anything bad about it. To see John Timms do uh, Batman, which we don't you know yeah. see that much. Yeah. Uh, and it's I a like Harley-esque that. type look at points, it's but also I like that. There's of those little cramp panels that we've been getting a lot yeah. between yeah. Timms and yeah. Humphrey. It was, a, yeah. it was a good looking book, yeah. but yeah. what a snoozer. Also, <laughs> yeah. by the way, it turns out yeah, at the end, yeah. one of the trials of Harley. Yeah, it's right? a trial. And I really thought we were going to start the trials of Harley after she dealt with her mother having cancer. I thought that's something that she specifically said before, but... If that's not bad enough, we have this whole thing. This is the first trial where Harley can believe in herself that she deserves a second chance. She deserves redemption. We still have five more yeah. trials yeah. to go. My like, God damn And it. I don't know God if, if I don't know if either of you have watched the uh, the comeback of Brooklyn Nine Nine since it's come yeah. back. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the trial. These are now already feeling like Gina moments from the from the new yeah, uh, season because terrible. end up being nothing about what you read. They're just there, and it works just in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Doesn't work here. <laughs> it doesn't work here. Yeah. I just sat there shaking my head the whole time. The Quinjet. I think, I I think say. That what I would say is that if you're reading Harley Quinn now, you should expect the unexpected and forget everything you think you yeah, know. Yeah, and I uh, guess. And I think that, uh, <laughs> 
All the power to people who just picked it up for it. Does Sam Humphreys, does he have any fans? I've never heard anybody uh, say. I've never heard every, anybody say they're a Sam Humphreys fan. We talk to people. I know, but we talk to a lot of people. A lot of people who are even not, you know, friends of ours, but on Twitter. Hey, mention your top three, you know, writers today. I have not once seen Sam Humphreys' name mentioned. Yeah. Not one single time. So if people picked up this book... When he joined on, I, they may enjoy it because this is just what you got. If you hadn't been reading Harley, you're, you can read it. Yes, it's a little more of a serious take, though it's not serious. Yes, but who the hell would read I know. This Harley is what I'm saying. But if, if you, if you have been understand. reading it all this time, well, this is the, the, the day and age now, Reggie. I'm going to woke you up, as they uh, say. Woke you up. Uh, yeah, you heard me. Uh, the alarm just went, get woke. Uh, this oh. is one of those things now that... I'm afraid this is what we're gearing towards, where you have this, oh, we're not seeing the goofy superhero, we're seeing the real person behind it. Oh, we're doing... I don't need it. I don't need it. This is one book that I like because I could... I just like this book because this was one where I could just relax, not worry about anything, and have some fun, have some laughs, and, and now... You know what book that is? Old Lady Harley that everybody hates. But me and Eric, me and Eric are the only ones who like it. I like it. It's funny. I like it. It's funny. That's all I need. I I don't need a character study on Harley Quinn. Uh, We did get that with Amanda and Connor at points. I mean, they did get serious. All the commentary, like the the comedy commentary on the DC universe that I wanted in just that one issue of, uh, Whatever the fuck it was, the Johnny DC Rob Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit, I'm telling you, uh, this is this is the Nickelback of, of goddamn comics. It, it is just <laughs> generic, and it's trying to you know latch on to all these other things that it doesn't. It's just bad. What'd you give it, Reggie? Uh, like we said, I did like the art, and I thought that this was a better collaborative effort between Sam Humphreys and the John Timms, uh, Alex Sinclair art team. But that's really all I had to say that was good about it. Pretty much hated every other, every moment of it. Found myself checking out the route, and yeah. if the next issue was this bad. I may be uh, stepping down from the Harley Quinn uh, yeah, roundtable until a, a at least a creative t- change comes. So if somebody out there is dying to review <laughs> the site, this uh. is a this is your chance to jump in. But I gave this a three out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a five, and it is of the fu variety. I like the oh. art though, so I should go four nine actually, because I I think the art's really good. Quinjet. Yeah, j- that's all you need. And then I would have went up to a 5-2. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's not fun. And that's all I need from this. I, I don't need a pseudo serious. Cause then you're, you're not even that serious. So you're stuck. It's like the best of no worlds is what you're getting. He's stuck it's between nothing. Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. You don't get. It, I know. She's the fucking ridiculous clown of the whole. Uh, now some know, people, I guess they want, yeah, I don't. I don't know what people I'm want anymore. You, giving, a more, more, giving a more competent writer, I could take on a, a serious Harley Quinn. Give, no, you could her, take like, it on, could you? I could take it on because it the whole thing murder, is we buddy. essentially get Back that off. with Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'm telling you, during the Amanda Connor deal, they did have points where it was a little more serious. When they went and did that thing with the Joker, that ended up being – and it was okay. It was good. 
Uh, I just like the jokes mixed in. If if you're going to have Harley, I don't mind having serious issues, but, you know, do some pop culture. I think that Sam Humphrey's problem is, is he's like, oh, I'm going to change this up. I'm the no more potty humor. You don't necessarily need potty humor. You, you just no. need humor. And this is, you know, you could work blue. It's the lazy man's comedy, but you could still go that <laughs> route. But if you don't, just make it fun. Make it funny. And and that's the thing. If what Eric's saying is I could go with that as well, as long as it's exciting, as long yeah. as it's not just nothing. And this just is nothing. But what, what are you going to give it, Eric? 4.5 out of 10. Like, Ooh, I'm you the guys, most I positive. Do enjoy the art in this. You oh, are the most right. positive. It's just I'm the, the story is ridiculous. Makes do- Batman look like a dope, and there's no continuity between what the police are doing and what our hero is doing throughout the whole goddamn thing. Speaking of and a we dope, still have five more trials. There, there's a guy laying on the couch with this blunt. That that was only there just for that line. It seems too, right? Yeah. It, that's all it was. It's just please, Reggie. What's next? What's next? We got <laughs> Suicide Squad Black Files number four. Writers are Mike W. Barr and Jai Nitz. Artist Philippe Briones. Scott. Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Gabe Altayeb, and Guy Major. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Here we go again. Can you believe Catan is manifested in the flesh of Eve and Eve's in hers? They're both transposed, but they still wear each other's clothes. Meanwhile, the U.S. government threats cause Waller to send in Task Force X to handle that devious Sebastian Faust, but it's too late. Pretty boy took them out. Boom. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Quinjet. Y- you end up here, and y- Reggie, you will tell us that this is still the best, you know, money this book is for your best. money dollar value on the stand now i understand what you're saying i understand by page count to money but boy this book is not good this yeah the art's pretty good i'll give you that and this issue seems better takes five pages and shits all over them and i give you 10 pages and shit all over them and charge you the same amount of money is that a better offer right there i would probably say that my offer's better because i usually have bigger dumps i actually i've heard some of your dumps holy crap you know yeah you should hear sometimes i might your your value the one day i was in the bathroom (laughs) and i swear to god tlc was in because somebody was chasing a waterfall down the down the oh, other thing. It was bad. But uh the art's really good. Actually, I thought that the art was even better in this issue uh, overall it's, it's than it has right been now. even. Right. Um yeah. the, the thing that gets me though, this is one of those books that like an Eric Shea as a little kid would have told me about where he tells me, man, I had this like annual or I had this oversized special and oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then realize later that it's shit. You know, you just liked it because yeah. it was big. I can go with yeah. that. Like if, if, a, if a little kid, you know, got this, they could get a lot out of it and things like that. Sure. But once you get a little older and know what's going on, you'll realize there is nothing. And and the problem with this, and we say it all the time when we're talking about this book, uh, the it was canceled at one point and then brought back. It's still yeah. every issue. It's obvious to me why. But this is where there's a big problem with this issue. And I said to Eric, and I made him chuckle, actually, because usually in a miniseries, the fourth issue usually is just set up. You usually don't get much going on. It's setting yeah, up re- for the grand. Setup, yeah, basically. it's recap and then setting up for the fifth and then the finale sixth issue. The right. problem is we have two separate stories here, both doing that. And boy, it gets boring. It gets over the top boring. And to me, 
it's just a lot of yakety yak, like I say. And Who there's knew? a lot. I missed the inside of Katana sword That's with the goddamn saying. vampire the children. Whole, when the whole Katana thing. Yelling at this Nothing's comic, going yelling, on. Yeah. About Katana, because she's now in, you know, Cobra <laughs> Eve's body, and she's not telling anybody. No, she's been captured by the suicide squad. Like, why won't you saying. tell them who you yeah. are? Why isn't she going to everybody she, and saying, listen? She wants them to respect her on her own merits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, do you think that Love in a world that they're in that this happens, that a Task Force X or any sort of military sort of deal would have like some secret code or, or catchphrase word that you would do if you got body switch? Because everybody gets body switch. But all Katana has to say is, it's me, Katana. <laughs> She never says it. I don't even know she why they take her prisoner it. out of the I don't know. I, I, lost, I, lost track. I lost track of what was going on. And then you have Halo there, and she's going to help. And then she, you know. And, and the art in this this Katana deal, awesome. I it think it's great. so good. Halo looks awesome. Uh, like but, yeah, Halo. she ends up getting, you know, knocked into space. There How? Go. <laughs> I don't even understand the progression of <laughs> I that. Know. I think it looks well, because great. all along. They yes. were on a spaceship. That was the thing. They thought they I don't they know were... how she wound up know, in space. I don't know. She, she hit she the airlock. The she hit the airlock. Yeah. There you go. Eric. Boom. Yeah, I don't, I don't she know. She thought she was going to the bathroom. She, she got blasted at one point, and I felt bad for her. I, then... I just love the fact that neither Eve or Katana, like fucking when, when uh, the Cobra guy's pr- probing Eve's mo- memories to yeah. get uh, Katana yeah. to find out where the Suicide Squad is. They never, she never takes off the fucking Katana mask. No. Like, no. Why would you still wear that? I don't understand. You know what I, mean? I don't like, know. I'll tell you though, uh, Mike Barr oh, does oh. write a very, uh, forward thinking kick ass Rick Flag. That guy is a sassy Rick Flag. He likes to throw shade up here. I, I don't know. I don't have anything else. He does. To he say. talks a lot of trash. Yeah, he's, he's there. You know, Rick Flag's going to take what Rick Flag takes. But yeah, other than that, this is just ridiculous. And the idea that Katana has switched bodies and just won't tell anybody. <laughs> She's just letting things happen. And oh. because we have Katana, you know, back at the Cobra base, because it is Katana's brain, especially it's Eve's consciousness, but because it's Katana's brain, yeah. Cobra is able to look yeah, into that brain to and find out the secrets of Task Force yeah. X so they can go after Bell Rev, which is kind of cool if it That's wasn't okay. such a terrible story. But it's set up. That's the whole thing. This is yeah. this whole issue is just set up so that Cobra can pretty much find out about Bell Rev and, and go for that for the next two issues. Wow. But yeah. Freaking Katana doesn't tell anybody just, that she's actually that. Eve's body. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, then we move on to the next story, which is the one that you guys have been more uh, positive with yeah, since no we've more. started this. And yeah, this one, uh, I did laugh, though, because it starts off and you can tell right away uh that who is it is it jay nitz who's who's writing this thing yeah jay nitz jay nitz he is a uh a colts fan because you have a deal set up with a commission that has both dungy and reich both a former colts uh coach and the coach right now and uh, that's about sure. all that's about all i got Very you got good. mr dungy and mr that's, Wright. that's, that's all i got. got yeah that's all i have for this is that Are he's you a talking co- about the senate committee yeah, of yeah. Agriculture, he must be he must be a yeah. he must be a colts fan that there you go that's all i needed to tell you that's <laughs> he is well, there you what go. we have for this issue is the idea that our suicide squad black team they all died in the last issue and because of that we're going to send the regular suicide squad and they're trying to take down sebastian felt for uh, 
And the whole with El Diablo, who survives because he never truly dies, apparently. But the whole idea is that we see Harley immediately kill people in this goddamn thing. But they are on the outskirts of this whole thing trying to get information. But they're dropping soldiers down in front of other soldiers. I'm like, I don't understand what this whole covert action is trying to be. And by the end of the whole thing, it seems that we just kind of go off. They start collecting artifacts. I'm like, why are they doing this? And But by the end, it's a big mystery. It's a twist of the issue, you realize, because they've been taken over by Sebastian Faust this whole time. Like, shut up. Shut up. What the hell did I just read? They've been working for him all along. All along. And and he magically diffused their brain bombs, which I liked. I was like, why why don't they just magically diffuse their own brain bombs? Why do they have brain bombs at all? What the hell's wrong? I don't. No, but I'm telling you, even by the end, when we actually seems like we have the Suicide Squad versus this, you know, magical evil team, it seems like this was a ploy to kill the, what was it, the, the Chilean version of Sebastian Faust? And this like, oh, thank you for taking him out for me. It was a weird like, kind of a double situation. I had the hardest time trying to follow the progression of the story. And that I'm like, how is this possible on issue number four of something that I have struggled with, but I pretty much got the gist of? Now, out of nowhere, it has completely left me behind, and I'm like, why did this ever get the print? I don't understand anymore. Yeah. Now, it is your I, question. A very good question. I, I took my whole Colts thing into the Slack chat where I could be more appreciated. That's what I was doing. <laughs> the yeah. Colts. The Colts. What, what do they think? Eh, nobody's, nobody's answering me. No, Nobody cares. But, yeah, just like me in this issue. I, I just... how, how does Gentleman Ghost get crushed by a cave-in? <laughs> Anyone yeah, can tell me yeah. that? Yeah, it, it, it was Gem World. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Gem oh. World. It's Eric's favorite place. That's where he goes they, for fun, they got right? Lord Gem Opal World to give him some of that Gem World healing. They're fine again. Don't worry. Lord Opal. We just had an issue of just the regular Suicide Squad for no is, actual is reason. Is Lord Opal the most unintimidating name you've ever heard for any sort of <laughs> Lord Opal? No, it sounds no, like no, my I'm aunt. No, no, no. You know what? The, Clarion the Witch Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What about Lord, what if his name was like Lord Periodot? Then I then that's kick ass. That's kick ass. But the art does seem super tight in this issue. Well, I mean, a, a big problem with it is besides the story being shitty, is that you go through an issue reading about the Suicide Squad, and then you go through another whole issue reading about the same characters behaving slightly differently. But uh, boy, there are some really good looking panels. I like yeah. I like when uh, Diablo gets I shot. Tell a proper story. Panel. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Can't have everything, Eric. You know that? Yeah. That I is can try. True. That is true. But, yeah, uh, what would you give it, Reggie? Um, I still think this is – because I think you could put this in the hands of a 12-year-old boy and shut them up for like an hour. And, uh, they wouldn't it, be able to follow this. $4, sure. Well, they would follow it, you know, enough to, you know, keep reading it maybe two times over or something. Uh, and I did think it was – this was better art-wise than – uh, the ones that preceded it for some strange reason, but even though the art team has not changed at all throughout the entire thing, and I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm going uh, fu five, uh, just the standard deal, and uh, yeah, I like the art, but yeah, it's just there's nothing here. I know there's page count, but there's not real things going on. But again, uh, you're getting handed extra shit as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm telling you, I was on board for something, the right? No, no, it's no, not. It's shit. not. I was on board for the Suicide Squad black story. I found it interesting, the idea of a magical Suicide Squad. They have completely left me behind this issue, and because of that, I have nothing really to grab, because the Katana story, it's nonsense through and through. It always has been. This does nothing to change my opinion of that. This story, though, I'm like, you completely lost me. I have to give this a 3 out of 10, because it's just garbage. Even though you are... 
really good looking art throughout for both the stories. It can't tell a proper story because it left me behind. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> that is it. Eric Shea with the exclamation point or explanation point, as he likes what? to call them. And uh, but yeah, what are we going to be going to now, Reggie? What are you and Chris talking about? Ooh, it's the dreaming number six, the final in the first arc of the okay. dreaming. Nice. A lot of people in the Get Fresh Coop people, they are big fans. So I'm yeah. looking forward to hear that. And we're going to go to that right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have the flagship book of mm-hmm. the Sandman universe. The, what well, we would be led to believe in our comics reading tenure, Chris, mm-hmm. as the conclusion to the first arc. That's how we were trained. Yeah. That's how we're trained to understand <laughs> it. Now, this is not, they, didn't, they haven't listed it this way, but uh, we're pretty sure that this is uh, the conclusion in The Dreaming Number Six by Simon Spurrier. Bilquis Evely and Matt Lopez. So uh, the book opens up with Dora, the feather-eared woman, feeling bummed out. Uh, after being so excited to head back to the Dreaming and recover her lost memories, remember she was so excited that she left Lucian to wither and die in the last dimension, uh, she's returned to her tree home to find out that it has been destroyed. All the garbage in its branches, which represented her memories, are go- that's gone. So Dora reverts to her old pal, Rage. Cain is lurking in the shadows, carrying his brother Abel's body, or dragging it, rather, by the feet. Uh, Abel has a fork stuck in his eye. Cain put it there. That's your normal brotherly stuff. Sure. Uh, While Dora plans to rip out Judge Gallo's moist bits, Cain explains that Morpheus never gave a gift that didn't have a message. Namely, that you must give in order to get, and you gotta sacrifice something, even if it's her emotional armor. Uh, Also, Glob and Mervyn are tied to a nearby tree. I guess Dora did that. I wasn't clear when that happened, but there they are. Uh, Brute is working them free, so they'll be be done in a minute. As uh, Dora tears off in her beastliest mode to attack Judge Gallows in the library, literally like streaking through the sky, right, Chris? This was sort of like early Flash comics, you know? (laughs) She wrote a radio wave or something. Uh, Kane notes that we all need help sometimes. It just depends on who gets asked. Yeah, so when Dora gets to the library, she finds Judge Gallows. All in his uh, parlor of lucid dreamers with a fabricated helm and staff, he blasts Dora with a green dream energy, uh, which sends her sprawling. Just then, Brute and Glob show up to tell Dora that she ain't real. But remembering some advice from Matthew the Raven, she uh, she goes crazy and hulks out. And we mean she, like, seriously hulks out. Yeah. She actually rips Brute and Glob to shreds in her rage. Yeah. She, she takes Glob's face off. I was just like, yep. oh, good lord. And, and that, that's that's all he is. <laughs> that's pretty much all he is. You're right. <laughs> now Dora is about to turn her anger onto Mervyn, but he's feeling really sorry about inviting Judge Gallows into the Dreaming into the first place. And besides, his, uh, his head is rotting anyway. Yeah, he's probably we're not long for this world, so you let him go. Uh, he he does say, Mervin says you can't really fix a Milam cascade. That's that lucid dreaming uh, array to us, if you want to know. Uh, so you just wait for the dreamer to wake up, and with all those people Judge Gallows has in rotation, some will always be sleeping and dreaming, presumably, so that's why his power is unlimited, if not weird. Uh, Mervin then reveals that he was the one giving Dora broken stuff every day at Morpheus's request. He says these things never contain memories. It was a message that just because something is broken, 
doesn't mean it's useless. And sometimes the fix is worse than the break on things. Just like, for instance, say you called upon someone to control your dimension and he turned out to be a miserable fascist. Right. Hypothetically speaking, that of course. that could be what what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> now, meanwhile, Kane has dragged his dead brother Abel to that Cubist sculpture we've been seeing. Uh, don't worry about Abel. Don't. Don't worry too much about Abel because he does die all the time. Yeah. This is a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Cain asked the sculpture to make him the favorite son and is about to sacrifice Abel in order to do so. But Abel takes that fork from out of his eye and then plunges it straight into Cain's heart. Ooh, and the Cubist sculpture then bursts into a brilliant light that shocks everyone, including Judge Gallows, who sort of floated down from the library to be here. The Cubist sculpture says, let there be order. And then... Kind of shuts down. Hmm. Uh, Judge Gallows uses his magic stuff, tries to contain the Cuba sculpture. He says his is the only order that will be imposed around here. Then Dora shows up and kicks him in the nuts from behind. Still, he proves too powerful for Dora to handle alone, so she calls upon the other residents of the Dreaming, namely Eve and all the people from the Resistance that attacked Judge Gallows last issue. Eve uh, forgives Mervyn, and he joins in with them, while everyone else beats on Judge Gallows. Uh, the Cubist sculpture snaps back to life, and it lets out a burst of light that blows everything back, except for Judge Gallows, who stands firm. He says the folks should want a familiar boss over this new thing, and uh, that he provides safety. But Mervyn and Eve tell him that the Dreaming must always have new influences and characters, even if some of them might do harm. And yeah, some of them might do harm. So then Dora tells the Cuba sculpture that Judge Gallows isn't real, and the judge disappears with a poof. So that was easy. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, everyone's returned back to normal, magically. That was also a Q1, except for Kane, who remains dead. That That is the only bit, uh, the obvious, that is still uh, left as is. You know, Abel yeah. is alive, Kane is dead. Uh, the Cuba sculpture says that it's not one of the endless, so that would be dreams, brothers and sisters, the uh, delirium and a destiny, yeah, a, those guys. A yeah. parliament of dreams. Or right, something. yeah, so, so it's not one of those. Uh, then the sculpture transforms itself into a silk moth, which it believes to be considered adorable by most. Uh, Dora doesn't think so. We get a look, and it's a giant moth with a child's head, sort of like a... Like a doll's child's head almost, and cre- really empty, creepy eyes. It's like a Funko Pop on an insect body. <laughs> That's, yeah. And like a detailed insect body. That's a problem. Like, yeah. Too yeah. realistic. Not a cute insect. A very uh, <laughs> hairy, feathery insect. So it's yeah, pretty creepy crush, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the moth informs us that it spawned in the wake left by Morpheus when he left. Uh, the moth figures it's an artificial intelligence and supposes that it is quite insane. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So we will find out what happens uh, with that next, but that definitely does feel like the end of an arc. Would you say so? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what would you, what'd you think of that nuts and bolts there? Uh, a little underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a fan of her just kicking him in the nuts and calling him a wanker. That was just, uh, <laughs> that just seemed like, like total Twitter bait. I, I thought it was pretty lame. Um, and then just, you know, hearing that he doesn't exist and him poofing away, it just very anticlimactic. It, yeah. it just seemed like, it's like, well, you could have done that all along. It, uh, it just didn't feel like a, uh, it felt like we were building, 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 and then it just poofed out. It, yeah, it that, that was, and well, I mean, the thing is technically, they couldn't have done that until the Cubist sculpture, you know, woke up. Said, and, yeah. Um, but then, then that means that they were essentially 
in a holding pattern until that decided to wake up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of it really does kind of drain the life out of the previous interactions with him. Read, you know, yeah. a lot of what we've read. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't take everything away. I think you know there. I I did like some of Dora's realizations, although we do kind of tread the same paths over and over again, you know? I was going to say, we've, uh, we've gotten bits and pieces of this the whole way, or the whole way, or the, at least the second half of this arc. Yeah. A lot of it we have, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the new information added here, you know, just because something's broken doesn't mean it's useless, which I thought was a nice sentiment, and and uh, tied in that, you know, the, the whole thing with her trinkets and why she was getting them and stuff like that. But by this point... Those trinkets, that seems like a lifetime ago, right? You know, you know like <laughs> it does. God, I think it was I think it was three issues ago we saw the tree get blown up or at least at least I two. And, so. Yeah. And Dora hasn't even been in this dimension for for a couple of issues. So uh it, it you really definitely this is not a pick up an issue and start reading at will. You gotta oh, sure. you, you gotta start from number one. I would definitely uh go there. Overall though, I I did like this. I totally agree with you that the Judge Gallows thing, and even and even this Cuba sculpture thing, a lot of convenient things. We, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why Why does Kane think he he should sacrifice Abel before? I don't. I'm not getting it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was no hinting to that at the end, besides just their normal, you know, roustabouting. You know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they do with each other. So, although yeah. it's only it's always only been Kane kills Abel, so this would have been yeah. the the switch around. But you know, the two of them went into that rift. They had some interaction with the sculpture that we don't know really know about but it doesn't help to explain why now they have to sacrifice one another sure. in front of it and other things like that that i hope will be uh clarified it's also funny how the uh the ancillary members of the dreaming that aren't dora and mervin and those guys have be have like receded into nothingness over mm-hmm. the six issues you know it's like the, there used to be quite a little cast of characters now it's like even the gang you know, like, who are these people? <laughs> who cares? Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, overall, though, I liked it, and I, I kind of would. I don't know. I'm going to say that I would like to go back and read all these six in one sitting. Although hmm. you and I, Chris, know uh, that's time not, is a premium. Not likely to happen <laughs> in the near future. But I, I it's. Uh, I wonder how how it would be received if uh, taken all at once. It might be a whole different in one gulp. Yeah, one ex- kind of experience. So. What do you think you would have given it in the fictional world where you uh, reviewed this on the site? I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. that, that sounds fair. I went for a, a rare, uh, you know, I, we don't like to fall in between fives and zeros uh, usually. Sure. Because I figured, what what the hell's the point? But I, this is a rare time. I really felt this was in between a 7.5 and an eight, and I couldn't land on either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with 7.8 out of 10. Um, but you know, it's really, it's, it, to me, it's in between there. I feel like if you have been reading, you're going to get, you're going to get your payoff here to a, to a, a large extent, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think you get a lot of, uh, satisfaction. It's just in the, in the convenient ways that some things are kind of swept away is a little bit of a, of a letdown, but, uh, you know, it's not like the, it's not like the, uh, threads aren't addressed. Sure. So sure. there's that. But uh, next week we have House of Whispers number six, which uh, I have a feeling also should close out that arc. So hopefully we will know what the hell's been going on. That would be nice. That would not be <laughs> nice to find it. out in the last issue of the arc. Um, but I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? That'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it uh, dreamy. See ya. See, I picked the cop to be the Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with 
studies. It is Boom. mail time with Eric. That's me. Oh my, Sly. That's a good show. Indeed. The first mail of mail section number three. I'm not going to comment, Eric. I think that Great that show, show uh, ended up with more bad episodes than good because it did go down the, the tubes very quickly. <laughs> it did. Uh, and how about this? How about this with a review of Sliders? Its worst episodes are way worse than the best episodes are great. It, it no. really had some problems. It had oh, some real big problems. Go back and rewatch it. Seasons of problems. <laughs> yeah, Sliders. about two. Jolly Drew is the first mail mail section number three, and he says, hello, and happy February, Eric. Hello, motherfucker. Oh, yes. What's up, Drew? The soundboard is back, baby. Look at all those that, That's all I got. I Here just go. wasted I know, I both know. of my sound effects. <laughs> I, I should not have uh, blown my load, as they say. I love you all so you much. Do. I usually don't like to talk that sexy, but hey, I love you all so much. Hello, oh, yeah, imagine. What are you doing? <laughs> I only have two sound effects. I gotta use them. An email from Jelly Drew is as rare as insert rare comic book here. All right. Action Comics number three. Oh my. Hello, Batman number 14? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Sliders. When I first started engaging with the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, I thought my best bet to reach as many people as possible was the now-defunct Rant and Rave line. People yep. are yelling for that. Uh, I'm on strike. Until Eric Shea returns, the line won't return. So there, I threw it at your feet. Okay, Reason let's being, do it. it was near the top. Eh, well, we're going to have to figure it out the way we do I it. Know. You're going to have to come over here. <laughs> You're going to have to come over to my house. And believe me, meat is not murder here, Eric. Uh, the only way you get in this house is eating a while. Reason is that you near got the fucking top meat laying of, all over the place. The goddamn butcher house damn over there. Damn right. A butcher it's house. It's like landmines. It's meat <laughs> mines is what we call them. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm the lady die of the meat mines. I am going to clear them out. You know that she is the people's princess, right? I have heard the that. The 12-hour podcast where I figured everyone was still listening. Oh, boy, do I love the rant and rave line. You could say I'm a serial rant and raver. Unfortunately <laughs> for all of us, technology has rendered the rant and rave line uh, impossible to execute. It's not impossible. We actually did uh, try out that one bit, and there's that really bad echo on your end. But right. I'm not sure we'll transfer to the deal. It doesn't seem so. We'll, we'll still talk about it. Eventually, we'll have it back. We, we just Everything needs a break now and again right you and Do me we? us in the rent and rave line remember when jim and eric used to pause the audio and talk over them and be delighted and it was just awesome yeah <laughs> sigh me too <laughs> jim is least to blame because i know that he gives this show his all there's more shade i wouldn't have this wonderful thing in my life if it weren't for him the multiple podcasts and website are better than ever and the boys is that the heavy d his yeah, boys are on fire as of late. One might describe it as being, quote, lit. She a baddie, Eric. So what motivated your favorite freak to finally turn off the GPS, pull over, and type something up? Well, it began with a fishing trip. Yes, I went fishing on Wednesday, February 6th. It better be ice fishing. Because, they, oh, you see, I had heard it wasn't real fishing, Eric. <laughs> Just read the goddamn say, email. <laughs> he's in Chicago, though. It's really cool. You see, I, I had read Female Furies number 1 by Cecil mm-hmm. Castellucci and Andriana Mello. These two talented queens turned out a comic book that spoke to me so much. Much so that I made my way over to the Slack earlier Wednesday morn to catch me some fish. I was so excited. (laughs) 
he ended up baiting up that line with with compliments and uh, I don't know. He he's uh, I wish Jolly Drew was in the slack a little more. I didn't expect everyone to be into the book, but I thought I, if I just laid myself out there, someone might discuss what they liked about it with me. So what I he put it, wrong. What he put as bait was his heart. You're telling me he threw his yeah, heart I out there. Yeah, I usually fish with corn. Is what I used to oh, fish with. Yeah, corn. It didn't Were you work. six? Can of, can of corn, they'd yell. And then I'd fish. Uh, this is the email that got me real depressed. I really felt bad for Jelly Drew. It, it just, not that he wanted to make anybody feel bad. It got me sad. Global, Eric. I was I was <laughs> caring globally. I thought wrong. At the time, Female Furies number one had a 4.0 on comic book roundup. Even Reggie hated it. My heart broke mean? too. Even Reggie hated it. <laughs> no, no. I honestly thought some people would dig it more than they did. But what shocked me was the stark negative reaction and immediate dismissal. It is now my duty to convince anyone listening to give this one a second shot. Female Furies number one is about the hashtag Me Too movement. It, mm-hmm. If it came to a co- apocalypse, moreover, Which it's an author sense. I respect writing stories about women and their experiences. It's an out of continuity story in the most allegorical of settings in the DC universe. Nah, it Dark side and his cronies are the worst of the worst. It makes sense that their evil would seep into gender politics as well. These are no gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. There was this guy that we went to the strip club at one of our um, one of my friend's bachelor parties. And that's how uh-huh. the guy greeted us. Good evening, gentlemen. And it didn't make sense. Female Furies number one is a, I looked around. I was the only one there. I realized there was no bachelor oh, party. No. I, I'm I in some guy's a, van. I was just in a van. Female Furies number one is a story about a team of smart, talented, proud women of different generations grappling with the reality of misogyny in the workplace. But what made my tail wag was the nuance and insight into the different waves and attitudes towards feminism. This is something I want to learn more about. Granny goodness is of a different generation than the Furies and naturally deals with the system in different ways. Even within the team, we see conflict and with incomplete information, Barta snaps judgment at well, Ariel. You know, because of the beauty pageant. Yeah, and the cook and off. The, the bake off. Smile contest. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm glad that Drew liked it. Um, so am I. It just, to me, it was just a little bit too forced. And maybe not even a little. It was very forced to me. There's and a good it was message that could have been delivered in decent subtext along with a good story, but I just, I, just I don't the like, way it was. I, I don't like books that preach at me. And sometimes it even gets you like you don't realize it. And then all of a sudden it hits you and like, oh, man, but this one really. And and I think that what you have and, and if I'm wrong and I'm going to ask, uh, you know, Drew, the thing, the reason why I think that everybody didn't, you know, the people he talked, he liked it. The other people don't. Nobody wanted to talk about it is I think that Cecil Castellucci, the way she wrote it was with the idea of this is going to be for the people who, you know, are into this. So I'm going to go full out if if people. People aren't into it. They're not even going to deal with it. They're going to, you know, just, man, whatever, go on. And now she is able to write a book to Drew and the people who love it. And there are people who say that they really like it. There's reviews that are 10 out of 10s. I think this is one of those books that's better off being for a certain group. I don't think that this was made to convince people of things because it's so over the top and in your face that if that is the case, if it is her trying to show people... I don't need to be told about a Me Too movement on Apocalypse. I understand that the whole Me Too movement and everything about this is horrific. The stuff that women and, you know, even men have gone through is ridiculous and and nonsense. Rules that were set up, things that were overlooked, all that. 
when I read comics, I don't need that to be on apocalypse and things like that. that that's basically my deal. But he says this book lacks, I, I should have read ahead. This book lacks the preachiness one might expect from a comic concerning a current social movement. This is ultimately the story of seven women trying to be the best they can, only to be frustrated and stunned. They're trapped like Carrie Russell's character in The Americans, all of them brilliant women enslaved by the bureaucracy. I never saw that. So yeah, much I- rings true to me in this book, which is the highest praise I can give as a score. I might give it a 7.5 or 8 out of 9. Now, I did get all the drill and I I asked him, and and I know here's the thing. For the most part, people wanted me and you to talk about it because they said we were going to lose our minds and do that. I think that actually they would have been shocked I don't think we would have. Uh, you didn't read it. I read it. I'm about I a six. I paged through and read some stuff. Yeah, I'm about a six. And why? The mainly, I think that the art is a really good style for like an old school Jack Kirby deal. Yeah. I, I really like the art. Uh, just the story was just too much. Like I said, my, my main thing is it's more about a movement and less about a story when I want the opposite. I want a story. And then if you want to work your you know thing in, I'll go. In a clever but that's beside way. the point. This book may not interest you, and that's fine, but it also does not de- it it does not deserve your derision. He says it is accurate that the author is pre or repurposed this world to fit her allegorical narrative, and then that's my biggest problem. But that's okay with me because the content is truthful and deeply human. Trying uh, try finding that in Heroes in Crisis, yeah, I, I don't like that either. Now we, we go to the end of this too, where. You have Drew was upset and he did say like, hey, why do you talk about Harley or the Black Files? Nobody likes those. Those are Reggie books. If we got rid of those, Reggie would have had nothing on the podcast and he'd be upset. He'd be sad. But also just this book is set up to really draw lines of where you stand on things and we don't really stand on things. The only way to win is not to play. And you, you missed your thing. You could have said you stand on a stepladder. You know, he would have been funny there, Eric, and you missed out. But yeah, we don't, we don't end up, we're not on, you know, like I said, I, I think that people should be treated with respect, no matter if they're women, men, whatever. That should be a rule to everybody. This shouldn't be Except anything. For them werewolves. That, and I'm telling you, it's crazy, though, that you do have to have movements because of this stuff, because these are things that should be just basic human nature to be nice to people. But I asked you all to read it with an open mind and unmatched curiosity. Curiosity. What is Castellucci trying to say? What are the opposing belief systems of the characters? Why is the story important? Obviously, these themes mean a lot to the creative team. I think it's important to try and emphasize rather than read this as just another fourth world story. I mean, that's the other thing I was going to say. I wonder, I know it does. I mean, Darkseid and these, these characters are so awful that you can have them be this awful in this book. But... Yeah. I thought that this book, the way it came out and the timing of it, really was trying to jump on that Mr. Miracle train. And I think that people will be a little shocked by that. You know, it's not like that. But I'm excited for issue two. And if it speaks to me, I'll continue to sing its praises. And I'll tell you, if Drew wants to come on with me, and me and him will talk about it. And I'll be, I'll be fair and honest. I'm not going to, you know, just scream and yell just to scream and yell. And if it disappoints, you? I'll throw it to the <laughs> ground and gleefully stomp on it like, well, like Stompa would, Aaron. Peace and love, Jolly Drop. Yeah. I, I wanted to. I keep, while we're recording tonight, because it's getting later in the night, I do keep looking over at Twitter because he was going to get a hold of me and, and see if he had some free time. I don't think he had some free time because I wanted to talk to him Ooh, about it. I'd like, I'd like to, well, I'd like to have him be able to or, tell people why he, he loves this book. <laughs> he is a busy. 
But yeah, I, I everybody can like whatever they want and like Damn for right. different reasons. It just it it just ended up, you know, not rubbing me the wrong way. I just think that people would end up, you know saying that we're awful pieces of crap if we don't like we it you don't need do to give like them it, another excuse to do pieces that pieces of craps yeah yeah we are already pieces of crap so polly p's next and thank you jolly drew and i thank love you, you. polly p says hey howdy hey jim eric reggie and the gfc boop, boop. Boop, boop. it's up, been polly? a few weeks since i've written in another long ass email with all the things that have been percolating since the last time i wrote in you know what else percolates eric my underwear I you don't, don't wear, wear underwear. underwear. My no, life has been a bit of a mess lately. I won't talk too much about that again, but long story short, my ex violated the restraining order I took out oh, and got a slap on the wrist. She's still a pain Ouch. in my ass and making things as difficult as possible. But but our, I was just going to make a joke. It was not about, there's no time for jokes here. But we are going to court in the next few months, just waiting on a date in custody. We'll be sorted out once and for all. Been a long, long time coming. Zone Zoe and I are gonna are going great, and my kids love her, which is awesome. Nice. I'm sure. I was gonna say his next thing is I'm sure that feeds someone into my ex bad behavior. I was gonna say that never works out for the ex, but hey. so my previous job was phased out a few months ago, and I had to go back what I was doing before. Get ready, Eric Shea, an optical dispenser. It sucks. It's a dead end job. Pay is shit, but it permanently and pretty easy dispenser. That's what he is. Hey, what is we that? Can, we can't all work at a box factory now, can we? Since it's no. now part of my job, yeah, I guess he gives out, you know, he sells glasses and stuff. He says, Eric, get an eye test and for God's sake, get some glasses. I did Check. that. You did. You did. You did indeed. Optical even with, dispenser. He even, he even, you know, he he may not be Australian by birth, Eric, but he's turned into an Australian like, I, when he I, I feel that is like a very it's a goddamn Australian soda machine thing. that sells eyeballs. Yeah. No, no. I, I bet you that he could right now go to the corner and buy some milk from a machine that's in a box, like a, a fucking thing. Yeah, disgusting. Jim, stop over wearing your contacts or hey, your Jim. eyes will turn into Eric's before you know it. My sight's going, and I do think I have a bunch I'm, of contacts behind my eyeball. So I'm gross. pretty committed to that. A few months ago, you and Eric threw shade at tuba players. I played the tuba my first time. I don't uh, even know what a you, tuba is. Yeah, really? You, you know what they play under the ocean? The tuna. My first time at Why? it was a major, I don't know, music major, and I played the tuba well, the in the University I of a tuba Oregon. He was in the uh, University of Oregon's symphonic band and trombone in jazz bands. I'd love to see him play the tuba in the <laughs> jazz band. My music stream was performance, but I didn't finish. I was invited to audition for the Eugene Symphony on the tube at 19. But oh, I man, had an attack means... of nerves while on stage and never actually made it in. I got a very nice appraisal from the panel, but not quite the ability yet. Probably for the best. I mean, that is nerve wracking, though. Uh, I'm glad to see the return of necessary nonsense. At the moment, it's still summer down here. It's crazy. And while the Mideast, uh, Midwest and East Coast of the U.S. are free Freezing to death, Tasmania has never been an inferno. What a devil. And there have been fires burning for weeks now. It's horrible. Luckily, not really near me, I'm glad to say. It amazes me what you remember about some of us. I can't remember when, but you mentioned me and a marathon. That's how I started listening to Weird Science. I needed a podcast that was long enough that I didn't have a uh, constantly fiddle and change while uh, while out. And it had to be equal parts interesting and (laughs) mind-nubbing. 
I know, but he he wants a sound effect, Eric, and I'm trying to get to it, and I'm having problems here. Uh, Mind nubbing. There you go. I've lost <laughs> about ten kilos. That. Yeah, <laughs> I've lost about ten kilos on my diet. I have no and I idea hope what to that run is. another marathon later this year. I think I he's lost like hundred pounds. I remember when he first. Kilos, I remember huh? the first time he talked to me. He said that he used our podcast because he was yeah. training for a marathon. I thought that was cool. On to the meat and cheese. Tom King, Ten while kilos. I generally have enjoyed his Batman run and Mr. Miracle, Heroes in Crisis just isn't a good story. I mentioned this in the Slack chat a few kilos weeks ago. But Tom pounds. King does best when his stories can be a bit ambiguous with time. And that 2. is true. 2 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So he What's lost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's going. Like when Ten I threw Shade at Jim on now defunct City Geek Country Geek Podcast. You're not listening. What did What's he up? just say? What City did he geek, just say? Geek. No, no. He said that he likes stories that Tom King does when he can be ambiguous with time. And he says, like, when he threw shade at me on his City Geek Country Geek podcast. And it was funny because I don't know uh, that him and Gareth knew that I was listening. And boy, they <laughs> threw shade at me. And sure boy, did. I was. I would love to say that you, I went in and had me, a like, laugh. Listen to I this, Eric. I was They are I was dead so on, the City angry. Geek Country Geek. I was so angry. But, uh, I, I wasn't angry at them, uh, but I was. But what uh, with this, essentially <laughs> a murder mystery. At, it's so funny, too, because all of this stuff was involved in the jokes and riddles. So they were right. saying that because I lost my mind, the first issue of jokes and riddles. They went on sure their did. podcast and started throwing shade. So then I kind of threw some shade back. And uh, at it, it ended up going full circle again with Paul. Uh, you'll you'll hear that I do remember some things. The next thing that Paulie P threw up at me about this was the tuning fork of Scott Snyder's in metal. Oh, look at you letting the tuning fork go. And the, the fight was How on again. go? No, I'm saying that he was saying to me that we were not giving that like a two out of ten. But with what is essentially a murder mystery, time is a critical element. I think that time was a critical element in the jokes and riddles as well. Uh, mainly like how long the villains were around and things like that seemed right. very off. You can't get away with fudging things like that, uh, like Mr. Miracle or Grayson. We're halfway through and we are only just now getting a clue about what's happening. That is terrible pacing. An info dump issue is coming, and no one likes those, especially two-thirds of the way through the series. And it just doesn't feel big. It should be huge, but it just isn't. I I think people have just kind of, that ship has sailed. Justice League, on the other hand, is too big, and I agree. I have an extreme dislike of Scott Snyder. Fist bump to Dancing Mike, and JL is too big to care anymore. Just like metal. I can't stand how Scott picks and chooses. Here we go. I'm telling you, it's the tuning fork. What continuity <laughs> wants to include or completely disregard? Remember Relic, Lost Army, Kyle Rayner, refilling the Spectrum. These are things that me and you are really upset. We talk more yeah. at work about stuff like this. Once we get in the podcast, it kind of gets trimmed down. I don't understand how Scott gets away with pretending none of that exists anymore. Must be Green Lantern Reborn. It infuriates <laughs> me that I spent time and money on those stories only for Scott to take a dump all over them because it isn't a convenient for his story all of a sudden. I'll tell tell you me you and Polly p only ones who are upset that that lost army and edge of oblivion aren't in the uh, continuity it's annoying that there's two separate continuities happening at the same time that don't interact tom king and scott snyder's i I agree this is one of the reasons why i'm so depressed with these books anymore without a continuity and i'm not a continuity kid and i wish i had the sound effect of of, (laughs) a wrong turn that would now take five minutes but 
you are a continuity kid. And I always sat back and I'm like, you know what? I'm not a big continuity guy. I'm a continuity within a series, within an issue. I'm starting to see that without a full continuity, things just don't matter to me at the moment. And things are starting to get really depressing where you have things going on in one book that don't mean anything in the other. And then at the end of the, you know, the whole deal, you're just wondering why you even bother. What's happening in Heroes in Crisis? Remember in Heroes in Crisis, we were supposed to have all those heroes with these pins. We're way past that time that they should be coming up. What's (laughs) happening in Heroes in Crisis will never be mentioned. Just like Snyder's. And vice versa. I was going to say, I was looking to see where that was. It was right here. Am I really the only one who was finding this irritating? And no, this is one of my biggest problems. I also see that egg that I've had on my desk that I am uh, pickling right now. Eric. Can you it's, please it's just, just clean up your goddamn oh, it room? Disgusting. I should end up, I should open it and smell no. it. And I know, oh, I know me sick that I will vomit. About it. I will vomit. Don't uh, do it because then I'll vomit. I'm reaching. Nope. Here it is. Uh, here, listen. Mute my mic and get out of here. Can you hear it? Can you hear the thing? The well, the weird thing is, oh God. Yeah, I'm not gonna open this. Don't there open isn't that. I can't I can't even see through it. It's like well, it, it's it looks almost like like coconut oil. Oh my god. Oh my god. You should oh, I, I'm gonna bring it in the work. I gotta show you. Don't you I'll dare. take a picture. I'll take a picture of it and put it on Slack. I'm gonna put it right here. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Of course right we hear right that. Right here, right here. Listen. I just don't oh, knock over all your coffee cups, I'm sure, are around there, too. They are. They're right there. I don't want to spill this in the cup. It's so weird because even the, the stuff from the pickling stuff that used to have a green tint, it's just white now. Ugh. Oh, my. That is disgusting. Why would you bring that up, Polly P? Oh, God, Shazam, so I haven't now. enjoyed as much as most, mainly because I can't reconcile when or where it's supposed to be happening. Yeah, it's probably. magic, but shouldn't it be wonky because of JLD? I get that it's a continuation of the old Just League backups. Now, we kind of have said in our minds that this may be taking place years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's how they're going with it, though, but we'll see. But when whatever is it we happen? have here, it doesn't feel like Shazam was ever part of the Justice League yet at no, this point. No, I, I know, but it just it's weird. I, I hate how DC anybody wants at DC to play still considers that canon. Whatever was like, and, must be Superman reborn. That we don't know anymore, no. and it's, it's starting to get to me. And say it's uh, in continuity, not in Elseworlds, but also makes it free form repercussions elsewhere. That tends to diminish the hugeness of magic going wonky. Exactly like in Spinal Tap, the movie when the Stonehenge monument is in danger of being trampled by a dwarf because it's made of ten inches instead of ten foot. Wait, maybe it made more sense in my head. But yeah, a lot of people are asking about Shazam and the magic. Why is and nobody stuff like asking that. about Suicide Squad? Black files where Sebastian Faust is trying to get rid of magic. Yeah, yeah. Well, that actually, <laughs> we do have that. It was out before and got canceled, so that has a little bit of a, you know, a pass. That's just an older book. Anyway, Wonder Woman is garbage, and uh, sure crypto, is. Uh, crypto tours. What? What is it? What is he? He's not a what minotaur. What is it? What oh, is cr- the, I can't even remember what it is. A, a now, Krinotaur? A, a Cryptotour? A Kyphotour? Do oh, lunch God. issue was one Verdant. of the worst things I can ever remember reading. JLD is okay. I don't love it. Uh, the Green Lantern, I've decided, isn't for me. And I'm me long either. since done with The Flash. Yeah, I'm not with it either. Aquaman is interesting, but not spectacular. I don't hate Bendis, but drop both action Kyphotour. and Superman. 
Yeah, Kaifator. Yeah, he does. I can't. I can't read this fancy writing. Next jumping on point, I might pick them up again. I'm trade waiting on Doomsday Clock while I have all the single issues, but we'll read them all at once when it's over. I nice. found fresh start at Marvel to not be so fresh. So Me too. For the moment, I'm doing what I did in the DCYOU. Loosely reading a few titles and waiting until things turn again. This, this is going on. This is not just me. And and out of nowhere this week, and we've been saying it a little, but this week really hit me. And I said to you, this is the DCYOU. It's back yeah. again. And now this is the third person who said it independently, <laughs> just said it this week, that these books have just, it's just nonsense. And that's where you had story over continuity right. and it didn't Awful. work. Why are nope. they doing it now? Goes for both Marvel and DC. If you ever want to do anything again with indies, let me know. I love to be a part of that. Until then, I'm doing deep dives on the Marvel Unlimited app. See you in the Slack chat. Stay cool, Paulie P. And yeah, we, we Thanks, might Paulie. do some indie stuff again on the site. I, I ended up just stopping that uh, because I was busy with other things. But if other people want to get involved, I'll, I'll certainly let them do that. Why not, Eric? Why not? You got to nuke something, is what they say. Uh, but that is the end. Yeah, they do. That is the end of the mail uh, for the night. And we're going to go off to some books. Here. What the hell I just told, happened? I told you, I, I didn't know what that was. I put it in. I actually thought it was a karaoke version of it with just music. No, nope. oh, there you go. No, nope. there you go. I, I wanted to go with the theme that I have to relax a little, Eric, and enjoy yeah, the scene. Come do it. No, it's not happening. This no? week is this week's a bust for me. I, I just am not enjoying it. But we're going to end with one book. That I have Rod? enjoyed in the past. I enjoyed this in the past. I yeah. may not enjoy this issue. And there's a little little hint for you. You? Uh, but it is Adventures of the Super Sons, number seven, no, no, written by Sons. Peter J. Tomasi. <laughs> you know that he does the story and the words. <gasps> why put that? I don't know. Why? People have been, been doing this left and right anymore now. I don't understand I just why don't they don't understand. Be- is it because oh my everybody God. else? What? 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 Oh, you said, oh, my God, out of nowhere. No, I'm just saying just no, no. I'm just saying in general. Oh, my God. Why are they doing this? I I think think I'm telling you, it started with that new age of. Yeah, it started with that new age of heroes nonsense with the uh, storytellers. Oh, my. The storytellers. Story and words by Peter J. Tabasi. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Art by Carlo Barbary, Matt Santorelli, Proto Bunker. I'm Rob Lay, and we're continuing the story of the Super Sons, and we're really not getting very far. Uh, This was a book that they ended up having come out because John was taken away from all the fans, and because of that, the Super Sons book was canceled. So they threw this out. When it first came out, they said, oh, this is what it's going to be. You're going to go into the multiverse, which it seemed they were going to go into the multiverse and go through the hypercube. Is that what it was? Well, yeah, yeah, with that. But it was supposed to be that you're going to jump around on these different planets, each representing a past genre of books that's kind of gone. The 
the hope, old west book, I hope the western so. we, we the don't romance. have very much issues left i hope that's gone we don't become yeah, that don't, out of i don't think i don't think that it's going to be that anymore land, if not we're just going to have yeah i thought that that seemed a little funky but it seemed like it might be fun and so that's what i wanted i wanted a fun book because if you're not aware if you just jumped on this series or you're just listening this book really has a pretty much set beginning and end. This happens between the time of Man of Steel and ends before the runs of both Superman and Action Comics. So it happened in that little bit of time that you had and, you know, you had to shove it in and stuff like that. And so, or actually it ended the end of the old run Superman before run. Man of Steel. Into Man of Steel, and yeah. Yeah, into Man of Steel. So it's a finite little area that it happens. So... Anything that happens in this book is not going to matter. It no, it's can't. just Adventures it, it of Super up. Sons, boy. But that's the thing. It's not very adventurous. It's not fun to We're me. We're on an alien The ideas that you had where the big thing about this is, number one, I don't think that we needed 12 issues. The story that we're getting could have easily been done in six. And the big thrill of it from the beginning was the gang, Rex Luthor, these yeah. villains. And it seems as if it's, it's, like it's one tunes. of those – it. To me, it's like uh, Kite Man in Batman. Yeah, you got to chuckle the first time. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little sick of it. And the the idea you of don't just like the, Rex the, showing the up, gang being a, no, like you know, expanded off no, into a whole I bunch of new because no, no it's, now it's, you're just expanding well. the joke. It's not it, that's that part of the book was fun, but you didn't do anything with it. So by issue seven, expanding it, it it's expanding something you haven't done anything with. I mean, the idea. That this book really, in my mind, the big thing of it is chasing around Joker Jr. That guy can get out of anything. I'm telling you, he's like Mr. Miracle. He, he They've been just chasing him around all Mr. over the Miracle place. Mr. Miracle Jr. Yeah. Kid yeah, miracle. With that, with that, you're you're centering on not the characters. It seems like the big to do is the gang, and then Damien and John kind of you know adjust to it, react to it. I, I'm not getting much of anything from this book. I'm not getting anything John and Damien here. Uh, I know that John Wayne reviews it on the site, and he told me that he got the feels from this issue. I'm like, I don't know what feels I got except frustration and anger. I wish uh, the story was expanded on just a little bit more because now we have our you know super sons on tacron galtos the prison planet and the idea that there's different sections of it like that for some reason when they said the shadow city that you know john would be in to make no. sure that his powers would go out i just thought it'd be a dark part of the planet it really just seems to be a room is what they consider a shadow city mm. but when yeah. uh when we have Damien out and about and what appears to be like an escape from New York scenario where the entire city is the planet and the prisoners just go there and they are left to their own means that really intrigued me, but when you like, even the idea where he ha- has the narration, he's being all Batman about it with like, what he's going to do. Like, mm-hmm. I have to go and like, you know, muscle up some people in order to get some information of what I want. It's almost like a uh, like Punisher's War Journal for how it's presented. I like the idea; it just doesn't do anything because all you see is Damien going from one place to the other and just jumping off a building, grappling oh, hook and, here, and even that, like, it, you have that, and it seems intriguing. But the scenery you get is mainly him on top of a building to look like Batman. Then he's in a bar, uh, kind of. And if you got at the end and said, where exactly did Damien go in this? I I don't know. I mean, he was in a building, then he was in another building, then he was in another building, and it just didn't. And and I like the art in it a lot. But I don't think that they're taking advantage of the idea. The big thing of this is the prison planet, Tecron Galtos, 
and you don't really get anything of it. You you could have had this be anywhere that they they're captured. I don't get much of an idea of a prison planet as you go. I wanted more of that. Like you said, if this was an escape from New York type scenario that you go and you see some things. When I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh man, this might be some real yeah. fun there. But from the way it's presented and from what we got out of my. Yeah, you didn't really do anything with it, especially yeah, when basically happened. Damien goes into a place where the gang has expanded the deal and say, hey, where where was this guy? Where did Joker Jr.? Oh, he went down the street. All right. I'll but I, I think down three pages of our story here are actually just black pages where Joker Jr. is cutting holes in John's yeah, you know, holes, darked yeah. out cell and yeah. a beam of light comes in. This is a page. And then you'll have a, like a, do some more Damien stuff. You'll go back to another page. Where you see a little bit more light come in. But I'm like. You're not doing anything. Yeah, I yeah. understand. And, John's and, in this and, thing, and they're trying to get his powers back. So you have a powered-up Superboy to help take on these other gang members or even get off the planet. Yeah. But you're not doing enough here and I to think really that, make it exciting. I think that the problem with Tomasi as well in this is the idea that he thinks that we're going to be intrigued enough of these little things you get that that's going to trump having an actual story where you have the Grundet. Like you said, you want to know about the Grundet? I don't really care, no, no, but no, no. she's I, there. I wanna, I, no, no, I don't want to know about the Grundet. And she's just there. I just want to know why they call it a Grundy. Like, what is this alien creature that can be, you know, comparable to Solomon Grundy? It just seemed weird to me as I was making a joke about Man, wanting to know more about I it. Just, I got it's that. Weird. It, I could say that it, it, to me that it's some sort of tech that they use to transform her. It's something else. But even that, that's to me what he's like, oh, this is, it's almost like an Elseworlds story that we're getting anyway. But it's like the Elseworlds deal. If you have an Elseworlds, we like when you right. have different characters, different versions. He's relying on that. But we're at issue seven of a series well, that and then it hasn't just becomes, really felt like it started yet. Well, it becomes overblown. I, I, now he's almost making fun of the idea of these gang when, you know, Rex Luthor's going around into everybody in this, you know, prison city and making them villain counterparts of yeah. Earth when I'm telling I mean, you, really, at, half at of the end of like, this, I don't, I don't know who you're supposed to be, alien guy. Yeah. I guess I'll just at, move at along. At the end of this, though, you're not really, the story hasn't advanced. No. You ended up having, you know, John pretty much the last couple John issues of nothing. Out. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> that's not, and it's not that fun. The fun of it would have been, like you said, the, oh man, look at that. There's a crazy quilt. But by now, the fun has gone from that. I need a story and even the idea where we spend a lot of time where you know robin has to interrogate the gizmo of this planet yeah i I know what you are like uh, we have one on my planet but so you get the idea by the end of this which i do like because he's giving him a tracker on how to find joker jr and the tech that he had built i like that just because the tracker he has it's the dragon ball you know locator from dragon ball z i thought that was funny it doesn't do anything for the story obviously but no i just want to know what is up? Because by the end, you see that he gives him the information that Robin wants. Gizmo is like, here, I'll do it. And by the end, it's like, all right, he's on his way. You're trapped. Am I supposed to believe yeah. that this Gizmo now set him up and like the that Green Lantern yeah. we had before, who's the Sinestro, was that person on the up and up, the supposed Green Lantern that was dressed like – because they're like, yeah, nobody could touch me. Am I supposed to think that everybody is like you know leading him into a trap or was that Green Lantern – on the up and up, Gizmo just happens not to be. I don't know the be. Green Lantern. I, I think that Gizmo is working for yeah. uh, Rex. I think yeah, he's yeah. actually talking to Rex at that yes, point. But you have nine. I'm looking. You have nine pages where it is Damien going into the bar with the you know crazy other villains. Him beating them up to only say, hey, this Green Lantern here. You don't mess with him or you're going to mess with me. Do yeah. then go to the gizmo to rough him up where the gizmo, oh, he, he cut my brain and he did this. 
you didn't get anything. I well, mean, you that also was have just... a hole beaming in light every now and again. Yeah, and then you <laughs> add those, pretty much we have the whole issue because nothing really happens until he goes then and then John breaks free because he gets to have some sunlight like they said they didn't want him to have. The but end. pretty much there's a big explosion. Explosion. Can we escape now? Hey, D. And then you just happen to have Rex, Joker Jr., Damien, and, and Grundette there. And, oh, the hey, buddy. And, and so you have this issue where the, one of the problems is that you don't the have the the super sons together. But, yeah, I, nothing happens in this. Basically, they got captured last issue, taken to Tucker and Galtos. This issue begins where they're like, okay, we're, we're told what cell they're assigned yep. to. And then you just have a couple beat ups to find out where this goes. And See, there then is you there is some John fun escape. to be had if you do enjoy these characters, like Damien becoming like the Batman of this, you know, prison planet yeah, city. Yeah, but that's, that's again fun. to me I'm, that it's doesn't. Not, it's okay. Exactly. It's, 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 it doesn't to me, that's lead not to gonna, a great telling, like a great story for this issue. But there's elements of this that I found to be. Fun. I don't even. It's just I, not great I actually thought that was just. I rolled my eyes at that because it's <laughs> the it's just the classic of oh look we're gonna have Damien X I. Even with the it's a classic whole, for a you know reason. the cape going and stuff, but you know I see what you're doing here. The, I don't need that. I need a story. I, I don't need Damien on top of a building going my city. You know, basically <laughs> being the Dark Knight. I don't need that. I, I need a story. Fun. We're seven issues in. I, what I is agree. happening in this be nice series? As well, I'm saying seven issues of this. We have got nothing. We have gotten nothing in seven issues now. When is the story going to start? We we were on the planet with the you know the, the house Wonder of planet. wonder and mystery. Nothing happened. I you had the older versions of them. They disappeared because they wanted them to be good. We had the gang who then got you know knocked out there and whatever. All the stuff just ends up being nothing. Cabby, he's dead. He's in the trunk. Yeah, dead. I, I don't think he's coming point. back. <laughs> no, and so I just that's another thing we happened. talked about and earlier about. The, the you know the secret death of Mad Hatter that nobody's going to talk about. Nobody's going to talk about the no. secret death of Space Cabby. Cabby and Space Cabby is dead. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've even been told like, oh, you're you're too rough on this book. It's called the Adventures of Super Sun. So each issue is kind of an adventure. That's even been left behind now. That was where people said, oh, the the Planet of Wonder. That was just one of the adventures. This is an adventure on Tekron Galto. It's not so adventurous to me. And it's just, it's boring. And it did nothing for me at all. Though I did like the art. And so did I, I did like at the end. But even at the end where John comes out, can we escape now? I mean, you could end every issue with that exact panel because that's all that's been happening is, that you know, next issue now will go and they'll get captured some other way. J- Joker Jr. will try to fly off and he'll be shot down. It happens every issue. But yeah, and there you go. What would you give this? I would give this issue a six out of ten. I really enjoyed the art, and I, like I said before, there is some fun to be had. Like the, if, if you're into the whole idea of you know alien representations of Earth villains, you can have some fun out of that. I just personally thought it was too overblown. But Damien putting on the whole Batman persona, I got a chuckle out of, and I just Man. wish there was more to the story overall because it does pretty much seem to be treading water at this point for just to get to the ending of whatever Tomasi wants to do. So I give it a Man. six out of ten, like I said. 
Yeah, I think that he's kind of handcuffed because he can't end up having anything really happen anyway. But even the villains, you know, we, we even said we were trying to figure out half of them. We don't even know who they are. So no, I, no I can't even get excited about that. I did like the art, but yeah, yeah. I'm giving it a 5.5. It, it's pretty much this this series it just is proving over and over again that it really doesn't matter if you like the characters. Like, here's the thing. People love the Super Sons book, and through that whole thing, we even said nothing happened. Uh, he has had now how many issues, including I think now it'd be about 23, 24 issues. I don't even remember how many we ended the, with, his with Super Sons. I think it was 16. Was it? So, you know, you have that deal, and now you, I think, but you, you go here and really nothing, he, he doesn't know what to do with these characters. They just walk around in this. Pretty much what they did in the regular series. I mean, we ended up having Kid Amazo being the big villain. <laughs> and nobody, worst. you know, that's ridiculous. There's nothing. It's just like they gave what him this Cracklow? book because they felt bad. And Cracklow. They gave <laughs> him this Cracklow. book because they felt bad. I actually am at the point now of the opinion that there was no reason for this. There was no reason at all. I'm not having that much fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Now we're going to go off. Do we have a book of the week? Do I'm you, sure do we have do have one, a book of the we're week. We're going to go off to the book of the week. All right, Eric, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Just League number 17, baby boy. Mine is as well. Uh, we are going to go now and talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. And there All is right. not a lot of books. Um, but I will remind everybody the two of them will be on Patreon only as picked by the sure badasses. Will. And if you want to get involved in all of that <laughs> jazz, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you can get involved with all sorts of shows, all sorts of plethora, as they say. Uh, this is what we're going to have next week, though. A gaggle indeed. Uh, Detective Comics number 998. I heard that Jess doesn't have a gaggle reflex. Detective Comics what? number 998. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Electric Warriors number four that will be on the Orlando Zone. Hawkman God, number still nine. had that goddamn of the mind going on. I the know. Orlando yes. Zone. Yes. Oh, zone. that would have been good. House of Whispers number six. Well, this is the thing. And we, we talked about it earlier and the whole thing with the sound effects and the rant and raves. We do. We did want to have a better quality sounding podcast. Yeah. And if anybody listens, and when we get to the Reggie section, it, it definitely takes a hit in the quality uh, because sure we do this new way of doing it. And uh, a couple of people have actually pointed out that they really like the way it sounds now. So we'll see. How Me too. Uh, yes. House of Whispers number six will be uh, Reggie and Chris in the Sandman Zone. zone Is that what that's zone. called? Yes, I don't know. Justice League Dark number eight. <laughs> that is in the regular book zone, zone, zone. Is that the same? I'm trying to get I, that echo. It's I, I don't good, like right? it no more. Red Hood Outlaw number 31. <laughs> I almost messed it up again. Uh, Supergirl number 27. Superman number eight. The Batman Who Laughs, number three. Uh, uh, the Flash uh. number 64, which will continue the price Story, I guess that's what it's called, right? The, the price. price. Titans number 34. Wonder Twins number one, Eric. And I will say that we'll be talking about that. I know that I have a self-proclaimed uh, affinity for one Mark Russell. Oh, who's affinity, writing that. Huh? Yeah, affinity. Uh, but I'm probably going to review that on the site as well. Uh, I know that right now, Jolly Drew is furious. <laughs> he is so mad that we're talking Wonder <laughs> Twins and we didn't talk about female furies again, Jolly Drew. 
me and you will talk about female furies next time around but yeah we'll be talking wonder twins and then also wonder woman number 64 as me personally i only have one review other than wonder twins so i figured hey what the heck i'll do it what a it'll be a hoot i'm sure but yeah we'll see how it goes but again go over to Maybe go over to patreon.com slash weird science and get all the books and I know which ones they will pick. And I'll tell Eric when we're done. But Eric, we're going to finish up right now. I'm a man. You are a man. You are 40. 40. You you look 70. So pretty much uh, that's a compliment to you. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Better than I'm having. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. (laughs) 